What is going on, people? Welcome to a special episode of a podcast where we have behind-the-scene podcast in collaboration with Homeboy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Dion Donovan. I write and create my own comics at Title Page Comics. Y'all can catch me on Instagram and Facebook. And we are going to do a nice E3 episode for y'all today. And these are my co-hosts. What's up, guys? It's O-R-R-I-O-N online. Sounds familiar? Yeah, it's been a while since you guys heard from me. But uh, we're back at it again. Um, uh, as for Homeboy Talk, we're doing a brand refresh. So, uh, you know, since E3 is around, we're going to go ahead and kick it off and try to get uh, jump into it early and stuff. But, uh, yeah, if you guys want to know what I'm all about and stuff like that, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, which is I haven't uploaded any content there yet, but soon, soon, soon. But, uh, yeah, you can find me at Orion Online. And, uh, of course, Twitch soon because all that's working and I'll be streaming and I'll be having fun. So if you guys want to hang out with, uh, with your homeboy, Homeboy Talk Orion Online is here. I am PD, a.k.a. King Arthur, and I am um, a streamer and gamer, and I'm playing King Arthur Plays. That's A-W-W-T-H-A, if in case you want to know. I stream on Twitch. You can find me at twitch.tv slash King Arthur, YouTube at King Arthur Plays, and on Instagram as King Arthur. Y'all sit back, grab a drink, relax, and let's get it. E3 is here, as we, you know, it, it started today officially, but as we've seen that um, Mr. Jeff Keighley has started E3 with his Summer Games Fest, and at first I was skeptical about the Summer Games Fest, but as we've seen, Jeff Keighley has magic, because that man has showed some games that like nobody even thought about, and he actually got the trailer for Elden Ring, and a lot of people are like, what's Elden Ring? Well, it's a game done by the maker of Dark Souls and the author of uh, Game of Thrones, George R.R. R. Martin. And, you know, Game of Thrones is one of the biggest, like, fantasy stories of all time. And for them to come up with a collaboration for a game together is big. Um, E3 is one of my favorite times of the year. I call it the season premiere of gaming, because all these games that you never thought were coming, that you wanted, are coming out, and you can't wait for them to be played. A lot of indie games this year. Nothing wrong with indie games. But um, E3 starts from today, June 12th, and it ends on June 15th. So Tuesday, it um, starts today, I think, with Ubisoft, and it closes out with Nintendo and Bandai Namco. Um, okay. I know today is, um, so today is, you know, Saturday, the 12th, and Ubis- um, Ubisoft Forward is today, and that starts at 3. And then you've got um, Devolver and Gearbox have their shows as well. Um, Gearbox, I think they're probably going to mention something about the... Um, the new Tiny Tina game that just came out. Um, I think the ones that we really want to know about is tomorrow, because that's Xbox and Bethesda, and then Square Enix. And mm-hmm. then Monday, oh, yeah. Monday is Take-Two, and Capcom, and Razer. That the, you know, the, um, the eSports company. And then Tuesday is the big one, and that's the 15th. That's E3 for Nintendo. And Bandai Namco. So okay, okay. Well, so far, on uh, Saturday, June twelfth, what has been revealed? Because we had the I think the IGN uh, Summer of Gaming and Jeff Keighley showcasing a couple titles. So far this weekend, what has stood out to you above the rest? Uh, going with you, Orion first. Um. Honestly. Um. 
pre-E3 with Jeff Keighley coming in with Summer Game Fest, uh, what stood out to me the most was the fact that he was able to pull something off before E3, you know, and make it make it count, you know, rather than, you know, being something that we just brush under the water or something like that, you know. But uh, yeah, man, his 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 announcements of games and stuff like that, and of course getting Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima out to do something and bringing back Death Stranding. So I guess I'll be back in that dark ass world again, you know, um, with the with the director's cut. So, uh, but yeah, that was pretty surprising, and I was just wondering how was he was able, he was able to pull um, Konami own Konami own elements into Death Stranding. You know, I mean, we it's no secret that the uh, the, the um. Was it a, uh, the Fox engine is, is Hideo's creation, stuff like that, you know, but as for it, you know, the, uh, that Metal Gear Solid meta that we just saw from, um, from Summer Fest, it was just like, all right, how was he able to pull that off? You know, and I hope he doesn't get in trouble and stuff, you know, cause trolling Konami, a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, with, uh, with Jeff Keighley's uh, announcements of uh, of particular games, you know that it'll be coming out. Like, it's it, it's 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 nice that he still has that strong bond to play because, of course, he's gonna have that you know a great partnership and network with uh with these gaming companies because you know even after E three, we're all gonna hear from Jeff Keighley again coming holiday season when it comes to award, uh, game the game awards and stuff, you know. But uh, right. other than that, man, like my impressions so far, I had to temper my expectations because I don't want to sit here and I'm, I and and. And expect something out of uh, uh, you know out of nowhere and stuff like that. Like I do hope to have news to uh, unexpected news this year, but you know it's it's probably gonna it's not it's probably not gonna hit like every other E three that we're used to. You know when when it used to be on a lot in front of a live audience and stuff like that. And even then, when they used to have a live audience type stuff, it wasn't it was some as a hit and miss stuff like that. And everything that Jeff Keighley it left me dealing with it. It left me saying, "Okay, I see you. I see you." You know, it's one of those numbers and shit. You know, it's like, "Hey, you know what? I see what you're doing." But man, just to kick off, you know, it's 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 interesting. But however, I'm I'm going to give guys a little bit of a a spoiler on my end. Is I've seen the leak list and stuff, and I'm like, "All right, all right. Well, you know, we're we're, we're, we're we're probably gonna." It's probably not, it's going to be one of those type of E3s where you're just going to sit there and it's like, okay, all right, well, that's what's going on. That's that is what it is. But yeah, I'm still hoping for a blowout. But it, it's it's a decent start so far, especially with Jeff Keighley kicking it off. Okay, word, man. What you what are you thinking, PD? Um, oh, sorry, that's a chill in the back. But um, like I, I, Keighley surprised a lot of people, like because everybody was anticipating Elden Ring because it was like one of the most anticipated games, like I think two years ago when they premiered it at the game awards mm-hmm. and a lot of people were just like it's never coming out it's never coming out you know they, they just hyped it up for some reason and when they showed it the man it literally keely was like i'm you know i'm free i'm out of jail because we've been holding that secret for so long and holding <laughs> it for a long time you know what i'm saying like i tell people never underestimate the power of jeff keely because that man like he might not seem like much but he's got power in the gaming industry like Think about this. He has the Game Awards. A lot of companies want their games to be at the Game Awards. And he hosts it. And he sees these games produced, you know, and he actually goes to the studios and sees these games produced to see if they want to be at the Game Awards, whatever. Game companies actually have things with Keeley on them. Like, Keeley was a character in Death Stranding. Keeley's got a Among Us mask coming out. You see what I'm saying? This hmm. man has some power. But what shocked me at first was... um. 
they announced a new Borderlands kind of game with Tiny Tina. I'm not a Borderlands fan, but I know like some of the characters and stuff. That okay. shocked me. Um, there was this one game I forgot the the girl was singing at the game Summerfest, and it had that weird like pastel crayon look. It looked out of this world, and that game kind of stuck out to me. And the fact they have a Metal Slug game coming out that's a tactics game. I remember playing Metal Slug as a kid. You know, saying at the arcades back on the on the Neo Geos. You know, yeah, so man. Seeing, classic arcade game. Classic there. arcade game. So seeing the um, seeing them bringing Metal Slug back to me, I got hyped. I was like, oh my god, there's a Metal Slug game coming out. I don't like Texas game, but I need this game because it's a Metal Slug game. Um, Healy is just out of this world. I mean, you know, him having this thing is just crazy. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Give me one second, I'll be right back. Okay, man, for sure, for sure. It, for me personally, I'm not really in tune with, I guess, everything that's gaming related. I didn't really have any expectations for this E3. I'm kind of just like, okay, the weekend happens. Anything that catches my eye, cool. And anything that doesn't, okay, like, you know, didn't really exist to me beforehand. But this Elfin Ring uh, reveal was a little bit different for me because I heard everyone talking about it after the reveal. I'm like, well, what's the what's the big deal about it? The fact that you have George R. R. Martin behind it, the fact that these are the same, I believe, makers of Dark Souls. Yes. Uh, doing the gameplay and it's it's open world as well so that intrigued me out of everything that's been shown so far the metal slug and uh the reveal initially had my interest when i saw you guys post about it i'm like oh shit there's a trailer out for it all right cool i'm gonna pick it up for the switch co-op fun right and then it's a tactic game and now i'm like meh pass <laughs> <laughs> i'll be honest with you guys uh i'm not a big tactics person i'm not really i can't do that genre so the fact that they went tactics cool with the tactical gameplay but for me if it was just a typical 2d side scroller shooter i'd have been down for it for on day one the visuals look cool the graphics are very old school they're still the 90s uh there looks like they're not really utilizing any of the upgrades of the new hardware for the game like how streets of rage 4 upgraded their graphics to you know these hd hand-drawn sprites and metal slug is using still like like 16-bit graphics or whatever so eh, it looks it looks all right but if if, if they ever want to do a sequel with the traditional gameplay of being a side scroll shooter i'm down for that so other than that i saw the death stranding trailer and i saw that kojima was trolling a bit with the uh metal gear references like, with the box <laughs> yeah yeah like i i got i got a little kick out of that i never played death stranding i've heard mixed reviews about death stranding uh kojima is one of the most creative guys out there in the gaming industry uh regardless of how i guess the perception of this game is you got to give the man respect that he he walks on his principles and he delivers his vision regardless of how it's received. I think that's a really big thing for creators. Um, so I have a lot of respect for Kojima for continuing with the Death Stranding franchise with some DLC, um, future DLC and projects with that. So honestly, though, those are the only two things that really caught my eye. I'm really looking forward to a couple other things this weekend, most notably Square Enix presentation. 
and Nintendo Direct. I always get a ha- I always get hyped for Nintendo Direct. That's like the I one. Think we all do. That is, yeah, that's the one thing that's always like, oh shit! I wonder what they're gonna pull out their ass like for Nintendo Direct. That is that is the one gaming event that kind of perks me up. I'm like, okay, let me tune in back into gaming and see what I might be purchasing in the next few months or so. So. For you guys, I guess what is my question for you is what is the most anticipated conference slash meeting for this weekend for you guys personally? Um, uh, that's, a, cool. that's a hard question. That's a hard question. <laughs> cool. Before I get into that question, let me go ahead and give a shout out to Dotemu or Dot Emu, who's been kicking ass when it comes to making our childhood love games come back, yeah. you know, because they made Streets of Rage. They're making the Ninja Turtles game, and they're making this Metal Slug game. Oh, they shit. Also, yeah. They're also bringing back um, Zombies Ate My Neighbors also. Yeah, so I was like, Dottie Moo, man, like, whatever, they, whatever they're giving, I think they deserve all the licenses to bring everything else back, you know, but like, damn, you know, shout out to them. But, uh, yeah, man, um, shoot, big, the, the anticipation factor stuff, uh, we all know that PlayStation's not going to be there. So, <laughs> you know, so we, 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 we can we could temper in expectations of hearing any PlayStation news. However, you know, Square Enix is going to come out with something and say something, you know, so uh, they're they're talking about there's not going to be any Final Fantasy 16 news. Well, we don't know. We'll see. You know, uh, we don't know if we're going to hear any Final Fantasy 7 remake chapter two news, you know, because you got to integrate as already out. So we don't know, you know. Uh, and phew, I don't even know if we're going to hear anything, anything else that, uh, that Square Enix is currently have, such as, you know, Kingdom Hearts or anything else, you know, you know, like if you really want to go ahead and drop draws and stuff like, you know, Jaws, you want to go ahead and, and, and say, Hey, we're going to work on Kingdom Hearts too. I mean, Kingdom Hearts four, but yeah. we're going to have that happen. You know, <laughs> it'll be yeah. another 15 years, folks, or maybe 20. Who knows? Yeah. 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 PS6 exclusive. But uh, uh, that's that's coming out of Square Enix. I definitely want something that um, definitely want some good news from Square Enix. But I'm gonna temper my expectations from Square Enix, uh, from Capcom and stuff like that. I am expecting some good news. I- I'm expecting rather a Mega Man X Nine, but it ain't gonna happen. I definitely wanted a Mega Man Network Battle Collection, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, Capcom, man, they got they got so much stuff they could be utilized. Some like of that shit, man. Give us a damn start. Dark Stalkers, like you know, fighting collections like that. Like, come on, man. Like, let's let's get you, some of these back. To, get these jungles to the forefront. Like, really. Like, we, we, we're playing around with what IPs that's just money. sitting in, in the vault. Yeah, you know, this easy money that's sitting in the vault. You know, so let's get these joints out in the forefront. But you know, we'll see. I mean, shit, they can go ahead and do a damn with the Resident Evil with the Resident Evil engine doing so fucking well. We can get a Dino Crisis going on, man. Like, come on. I was on. actually just thinking about Woo! the Dino Crisis. I was literally thinking about Dino Crisis. Like, literally, Damn. I was like, as you mentioned in the Capcom games, I was like, Dino Crisis needs to make a comeback. Like, you can do it. Like, you literally can do a Dino Crisis game right now. You can remake mm. it. You can remake the second one. I don't care. You can do Dino Crisis. It's time. It is time for Dino Crisis game. That shit yeah. prints money, especially with the new Jurassic World Dominion game coming out. With, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like... And, yeah, I mean, you had Arc Systems. That was cool and all but dino crisis with that resident evil engine seeing high def uh high def dinosaurs and you're shooting them and dude that that'd be almost a day one for me personally shit yeah yeah um capcom i want i want them to i mean i they have not done 
I think how how old is uh Marvel vs. Capcom two? It's it's it, way past it's, the anniversary. It's twenty years, like because last okay. year last year was supposed to be the twenty year anniversary of Marvel vs. Capcom two. Right. So they so at, at Evo, I expected to hear that Marvel vs. Capcom two was going to hit new gen systems to be downloadable. Yeah. I was expecting yeah. that, you know, but no, we didn't get that. So E three, they, they but. <laughs> They better get it. They gotta get it on and popping. If you want me to, like, you know, be like, "Oh shit, wow," and stuff like that, because I want that feeling. This is what I'm expecting this year. Is I want that feeling. They'll be like, "Oh shit, did you guys hear this? Marvel's Capcom Two is coming to Switch, PS5, and and, and Xbox, and all that shit." Like, I want to hear that, but we might not get that. You know? Right? Damn, man, that'd be multiple purchase PS4 and Switch for me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um. As far as my expectations, like today, I don't really care about Ubisoft. I don't care about Gearbox, whatever. Ubisoft has been proven to be like a company. I mean, you've got what, like a, a Assassin's Creed that isn't stealth anymore. You know, take the ways the fun out of that. Some people like the newer stuff. I've never been a really an Assassin's Creed fan. Not a fan. Um, tomorrow, I'm not a fan of these companies, but I am very anticipating to see what Xbox and Bethesda has to say. I'm mm-hmm. a greatest guy. Y'all know me. I love my RPGs. I love my GRPGs. But the fact that Bethesda and and Xbox are doing a thing together, because now that Xbox owns Bethesda, you know Microsoft owns Bethesda, they're gonna pull some shit. Like I I, I was telling a coworker of mine, I have a feeling that they're gonna pull out that Elder Scrolls Six. Probably. Oh man. I have a feeling or... that they're gonna pull that. Like you gotta think uh-huh. about it, you got Bethesda and you have. Xbox. So you have to think of both companies. I feel like either they're gonna pull. Um, all right, here. So as far as Xbox, I feel like they're gonna show some Halo Infinite gameplay, and probably have that thing later on. Um, they're probably gonna have a res version of Gear um, Gears Five, or have a Gears collection or something like that. I mean, that's just me, me wishful thinking. Um, thinking about the Xbox thing, because like Xbox, like even though Scarlet Nexus has been on is on the PS5 and the Xbox and the PC. Like they've been pushing that for the Xbox Series X hard, so they're probably gonna have some gameplay a little bit on that, even though the demos out because like a few demos were out for the the Series X over the PS5, so you can tell that that they're gearing that towards that. Like it's like PS5 get get a code vein. We're gonna let Square, you know, the Xbox has Scarlet Nexus. Um, so I have a feeling that that's gonna be that. I don't not really big on Xbox like games and now. If they pull out a new Killer Instinct for the Series X, I'm gonna be like, okay, I see you, I see you, I see you, uh, Microsoft. But as far as Bethesda, though, uh-huh. I don't think they're gonna do a Fallout. I don't think they're gonna do a Fallout. I I can't see it. But um, mm-hmm. but a new El- the Elder Scrolls Six, they have to show something. They showed it like what last year or two years ago. They gotta, they have to show something with the new Elder Scrolls game. As far as Square Enix, um, there have been rumors about a. New- Dark Souls version of the first game. So, like, it's Final Fantasy Origin, and it's done by Team Ninja. So, that's the rumor mill for what I've been hearing on networks and stuff. Um, like, I don't... I, I heard they're going to do something for 16, only because Integrate just came out, so they're not going to really gear anything towards 7 Remake Part 2. If they do 7 Remake Part 2, they'll make an announcement and a trailer, like a little, like, itty-bitty trailer saying coming this year or whatever, like 2022 or 2023, whatever. They can take as long as they want to, as long as we know the game's coming out. Instead of, like, Final Fantasy 15 that took, like, 15 years in Kingdom Hearts, I don't think there's going to be any Kingdom Hearts games. Because, like we all know, it takes 20 years to make a Kingdom Hearts game. So, Right? <laughs> but, um, 
now for my expectations for Sunday's conference as far as Square Enix, um, I anticipate because they're going to talk about the games they had. Like I actually earlier this morning or yesterday, I had a post that showed up from my um my timeline on my Facebook, and it was like Square Enix conference. Let's show you all the games that we have currently out and that we're going to have DLC for that you really don't play. So judging on that, I feel like they're going to have um they're going to have stuff for. Marvel um, Avengers that bombed. They're gonna have stuff for Outriders that kind of bombed. Um, they ain't gonna do anything for Battle of Wonderland. If they do, I'd be shocked because that game bombed dramatically. And then they're gonna have like they're gonna have they have to have sixteen stuff. You can't mm. just like have the game premiere in February and then have nothing for it at one of the biggest game shows of all time. If you did it as a Tokyo Game Show. Sure, they might do something at E3 and the Tokyo Game Show because Square Enix is a Japanese company, so that makes sense. But they're gonna have to show something for 16 at E3 this year. They have to. And as far as Asphalt, the three of us know that there's one company or one game they can make an Asphalt out of and get people talking, and that is the Chrono series. If they announce a remake of Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross, Man. or a collection of that, exactly, uh-huh. yeah, that that Ooh. would be like, yo, like that would be one of those. I can't believe they did it. They they pulled the button because remember six years ago they announced the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Square Enix pushed the button. Square Enix does a lot better with their co- with their gaming and their company when they have to have the biggest of ass pulls. They know that. That is one of the biggest ass pulls they can pull. The only problem is you have to get the same dream team that did it before to do it again for Trigger. At least for Trigger. Cross you can get away with. Because, I mean, the reason why Chrono Trigger was so big in the day is because you had the like the the creator of Dragon Quest. You had Hirano Sakaguchi, the make, you know, creator of Final Fantasy. You had Akira Toriyama, who we all know, Dragon Ball, Dragon Quest art, and Blue Dragon, and things like that. And, um... You had uh, Nobu Imatsu, the main composer of the Final Fantasy series. They all came together and came up with Chrono Trigger. You'd have to get all those people together again to like kind of like revitalize the artwork. I'm pretty sure Akira Toriyama could do it. You know, it's just getting everybody else into that fold. But that would be a huge ass pull to pull Chrono Trigger. Um, no a doubt. Chrono Trigger thing. Like that. Like. Pfft. Bro, <laughs> if they did a Xenogears one, that'd be kind of cool, but Monolith Soft is now heading the Xeno franchise because most of those people do that, so I don't know, but Chrono Trigger would be the biggest ass pull I see from Square, and I'd be like, that is a day one buy, I'll buy that on consoles, I'll buy that digitally, I'll buy that wherever I can to get them sales going up, but... I, I foresee some Final Fantasy content, of course. I have them seeing DLC for the games they have out now, because that's what Square does. But that's just a dream, that, that Chrono Trigger remake. I have a feeling they don't want to do it because they don't want to touch that. But um, that's for my thing for Square. As for Capcom, though, um, they did announce that they're ta- they're gonna th- there will be talk about four games. So the, that would be Monster Hunter Stories, Resident Evil 8, and then there's like two other ones that I don't really... You know that's out, whatever. But um, if Cap, like for my hope for Capcom, like Orion said, Mega Man X9 and the Battle Network Collection, just, <laughs> just give me the, give me those. I need, we need those yeah. games as Mega Man fans. We need those games. 
we already got the cla- the like you know the classic collection. We have the X collection, and we have the Z Euro and the ZX. Just give us Battle Network and Legends Three. Give yes. us the Battle Network collection. Give us Legends Three that you had did on the 3DS. Put it on the Switch. It'd be perfect. Give us the Mega Man Legends collection. Update the graphics if you can. You know, remake it if you could. That'd be nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of franchises that Capcom is sleeping on, and like one other one, Breath of Fire. We've had yeah. a Breath of Fire game since like the early 2010s, and that was on a mobile phone, and that bombed dramatically. Mm. Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire could come back and be great if they announce a Breath of Fire game at E3, which I know they probably won't. But if they do, I'll I'll eat my words. I'll be hype. I'll be huh. so hype. Like Dino Crisis, Dog Soccer's, um, you know, like. Capcom was like that company though back in the nineties. Like we had the we, we anticipated a new game from Capcom every single time. Every single time like Capcom had something, we had to get it. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah. can, I add, can, can I add this real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I, I need a beautiful Joe collection. ASAP. Oh, I think we all do. We all need it a print, beautiful Joe collection. It would literally <laughs> print money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like and as we have said about Power Rangers before in the past, you know. The most consumers are adults. The kids that played your games back in the day are now adults. And if you give them something that involves their nostalgia, they're going to buy it and they're going to eat it up. You're marketing to kids. That's cool and all. But you don't market to these adults, man. We are the ones mm-hmm. with the money now. Yes. We are the ones that are like living on nostalgia. You give us something that relates to nostalgia, we're going to buy it. And we're going to support your company. But the moment you like let us go, then we're not going to support you anymore. Give us these ca- – give me Mega Man. I need more Mega Man. I, 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 I'm – I'm starting my words. Like I'm tired of playing these old ass games. Give me a new Mega Man game. I need to see the ending of X that leads into zero. I need my battle number collection. I will I will buy it on everything. I don't even have an Xbox. I'll buy it on an Xbox. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's me, man. I have it all four like all four all four platforms. That's that's that speaks numbers right there. Four plat like four platforms. Come on now, like yeah, Capcom got me that. One. Capcom got me in four platforms. Namco's got me at four, on four platforms and stuff like that. Like, I, I know people be like, oh well, you know, people don't have the kind of money to sit here and and try for, for buy, buy for four platforms. You know, so you you know, so people be like, oh, I buy everything on PlayStation. No, I want to. I'm all about game preservation. I want to have it as much much way that I, I can, and and I want to be able to access that game, especially if I do like the game a lot. I'll, I'll buy it multiple times. You know. So I was just looking up online. I know Take Two and Interactive is gonna have theirs on the 14th, which I believe is Monday. And there is because that's like Take, you know, like 2K and Rockstar and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now that I've seen this, do you think that they are going to unveil? Do you think 2K is gonna unveil Bioshock 4? And do you honestly think that Rocksteady? Or Rockstar is ready to unveil GTA 6. Mm, too, early. too early. Too <laughs> early. Well, the, the Bioshock I can see them doing, but mm. GTA this they're still running on that five rise. And five's been out for like hasn't five been out for almost ten years? Come like, ten years, three generations. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not dying anytime soon, dude. They just keep releasing content. They work and they release and DLC. People eat it up. And yeah. GTA Five is still the hot, uh, hottest game on Twitch, <laughs> because yeah. of the mod, because of the modding community made made it fun. You know, when, yeah. I hope I hope to join soon, but we'll find out. 
Yeah, and then Razer has something going on, but I think Razer's gonna just show like new tech and stuff for um, PS5 and Xbox Series X, which I, you know, I'm not gonna lie, Razer has some good stuff. So mm. I will like as a collector and an accessory collector, I might watch the Razer one. But all right, y'all, we need to talk about the the real companies here. The real companies. This is prediction time. This is prediction time. Nintendo and Bandai Namco. Alright, well, before we go there real quick, let me go and talk about Xbox real fast. Real oh quick. yeah, go ahead, man. We, oh, we, don't wanna, we don't want to ignore the Microsoft fanboys. We, we, we look <laughs> Y'all are good. Y'all well, are cool with us. I, you know, we're not just going to ignore you guys. I, we got content for you guys, too. Well, you guys know <laughs> I have to play devil's advocate and I always have to sit here and, and join the site. I am no way, like I, like, I am no way an Xbox fan. However, I do, the th- I do own a 360 and Xbox One X. And I do want an Xbox Series X. At the end of the day, gamers understand that I am a gamer and not a fanboy of a of a plastic box. You know, so without with that out of the way, here's what I'm expecting from Microsoft. You know, because they sat there and you didn't want they threw on a title called a Fable. Y'all need to lean hard down on that one. You know, oh, I forgot about Fable. Fable. <laughs> Fable. Fable. If we don't have anything to see at E3, get the fuck off the damn platform. <laughs> you know. You know, if Halo does not look great and sweet and glory, and I mean graphics pristine, you know, I'm talking about new gen. I want this shit to look like a fucking CG movie. You know, I want to get to the point where, like, all right, what was the only game that actually that that that, that has some realistic factors into it with some ray trace and stuff like that? Um, uh, uh, um, it we gotta have we gotta have we gotta have the graphics pushed all the way up. I need to see ray tracing. I need to see some good ass uh, some shading on characters stuff like that. They mm. cannot look like they cannot look like PS3 and Xbox 360 gen. We need it up to where it where it needs to be on be at now. Um the fact that is that uh you also have Xbox sitting on a whole bunch of uh, uh studios right now and they need to be pushing forward real yes. hard on those companies, you know? And everything yeah. and everything cannot look like a fucking Fortnite game, like Fortnite graphics stuff like that. <laughs> they cannot, you know, that's unacceptable. You know, uh, no biting their style. Stop biting yeah. their style. You know, come on, it's getting old. It's getting old. Y'all not gonna get that Fortnite money. Keep trying. Exactly. No, and none of that carbon copy of that bullshit stuff. You know, and uh, yeah, man, like with Microsoft, especially you know with the Xbox division stuff like that, man, they really, really got they really, really got to push forward and working with Japanese developers. That's what they've been lacking. I have not. Mm. What, what, ha, what have you heard lately that, besides, you know, they were they to be work with Sega a little bit to bring back, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, what was that? Was, was that Fantasy Star? You know? Yeah. We well, need more. We need them to push that button hard. Like, where the fuck? Like, you need, they need to go ahead and, and, and fix their relationship with fucking Platinum Games and get Dragon Scale back up, you know? Because yeah. they need to push hard. And getting some Japanese games out there and stuff like that because we all know. Well, I mean, Japanese developers to work on that on that uh, on that platform because we all know that PlayStation is kicking that ass and Nintendo's kicking that ass when it comes to international abroad of gamers. You know, right, dog? Yeah. Like the last time I remember any news of Microsoft working with Japanese developers was literally Blue Dragon for the 360. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many years ago was that? Go on. Now. Well, that's like the that's like a debut game, I think. But um, yeah. <laughs> sorry to like you know jump in and whatnot. But um, the apparently the rumor is that Microsoft might be buying Sega. 
if Microsoft buys Sega, like that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And if they announce it at E3, I'll be like, oh shit. That means Sonic can't never go back. Like you know, dog, uh, dude. But I but, can't you know, see the Japanese allowing that. Yeah, I'm just saying like it's like Japanese companies are like hardcore with their like principles about you know like we all know the Japanese has like that strong principle of honor and stuff when it comes to um companies and joining companies and things like that you know like japanese are hardcore in that shit so mm-hmm. they're not gonna i don't think they would do that they would probably rather go to a japanese company than they would go to an american company right right a merger so, or something yeah yeah but like, like, who, kn- who knows like honestly i think nintendo should buy um, nintendo should buy sega personally exactly. in my opinion mm-hmm. because that history of sonic and mario you know nintendo isn't going to go anywhere if nintendo goes bankrupt right now they have enough money to last in 20 years and they'll bid that money back up anyway so you know but micro like the xbox thing i forgot about all those you know studios that microsoft keeps off sleeping on do you know they haven't really had a big rare game in forever so the last time we saw something that was kind of rare related was banjo kazooie and mm-hmm. on Smash, on a Nintendo game. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that Sony, uh, Microsoft used to sell Rare to the fucking Nintendo. Just that way you can have, like, like I was saying earlier before to a friend, he asked, why can't we never have another Diddy Kong Racing? It's because Microsoft owns Rare, and all the co- the characters in Diddy Kong Racing were Rare characters. So, they own them, so we'll never see another Diddy Kong Racing, unless you make it all Kongs instead. But it's not going to be fun. You know what I mean? So Microsoft needs to come up with some big ass pulls to get you, gamers back. Here's here's how Xbox could fix that problem. This is the okay. only rare, okay? One, get fucking Perfect Dark. That 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 and, and kick that ass with Perfect Dark. It cannot lack. It cannot be a lackluster like Xbox 360. It needs to be a hit. Has to be a hit. That is, is no question. Late? Is it too late for Perfect Dark though? Has it lost that branding? Perfect Dark got revealed as a new game, I think, earlier mm-hmm. this year or like at the Game Awards last year. Yes, so, and it needs to come out as a as a banger. It, no excuse, no excuse. It has to be a banger to be a lot to hang out with uh with Halo. You need, if you want to be another shooter in 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 in, in the shit and um Xbox, honestly. I feel like that they need to stop fucking around with their controllers and upgrade with PlayStation stuff like that. We need them haptic feedbacks. We need them. We need them. Uh, we need them adaptive triggers. You know, we we need we need them to actually could get up with the time and stuff like that. So they need to compete. Like I'm pulling for Microsoft here. They need to compete. You know, and if you can't get Diddy Diddy Kong Racing out in 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 in, in, in Microsoft, then you get your you, you get your boy Banjo Kazooie and make a fucking kart racing game with him. You know. <laughs> You know, like it's time, yeah. Microsoft. Stop, stop fucking around. It's time. You got these properties. It's time. You know, like no, you're right, man. You got you got plenty to prove. I mean, you're right. Microsoft has plenty to prove. They they bought Bethesda, right? Bethesda, however you say Bethesda. it. Bethesda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they bought that joint, and now it's time to put up or shut up. You bought it for over a billion dollars. You want to take over these franchises and IPs? This is E3 2021. You got a perfect time to showcase why did you buy Bethesda? Why did you buy this company? Why did you buy Fallout? Why did you buy all these other IPs that they got? Doom, Wolfenstein. Oh, here you go. Wolfenstein, right. Here you go. We got this XYZ coming out for the next Xbox next year. Like you're right. They they gotta come out they gotta come out swinging 
at uh, E3 this year. They got plenty yeah. to prove. They have no room to just lax. No excuse. No excuse. Yeah. On top of that, on top of the Xbox, with all these motherfucking studio stuff like that, they need to act, stop acting like WWE and buying talent. You gotta get these talents to use. Put them to use. I want to see reveals that sit there and get people off their asses. Like, all right, I need to stop talking shit about Xbox. They got games. They got games now. They got exclusive games. They need to be your 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 consumers, your gamers need to be able to say, okay, you guys got games. You know, slacked off with the Xbox One uh, Xbox One, and you guys need to come back strong with the Series X and the Series S and stuff like that and come with games. You got all these studios. Don't be sitting there and just buying talent just for them to sit around in a vault and die. You know, you got to get them pushing. You got you need to flood the market. You need to go ahead and come go head to head with Sony. Because right now, man, Sony, you guys remember the tale of Peter Rabbit and, and, and the turtle and stuff like that in that race going on. Sony's that damn rabbit. In fact, they're sitting out in the sidelines waiting for that turtle to catch up. You know? <laughs> you know. Right. So, right. This 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 needs this needs to be a battle, but that's that's my thing with Microsoft stuff like that. So you guys fanboys, I'm which I'm with you guys. I'm pushing for Xbox. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna sit my ass in the PlayStation side and PC side until Xbox fucking step up. That's my that's my my take on that situation. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, dude. I hear you. For me personally, I'll just go back real quick. Uh for expectations for E3. I'm hoping with Capcom, you guys already mentioned digging into those IPs like Dark Stalkers, a Dark Stalkers collection. Me personally, why where the fuck is the Marvel versus Capcom collection? Uh, where's the marvel superheroes the x-men children of adam the street fighter versus x-men then the marvel versus street fighter marvel versus capcom 1 marvel versus capcom 2 marvel versus capcom 3 on an actual physical disc bro or physical release where is this collection that shit prints money like a motherfucker i don't know why (laughs) they want to keep this shit always spaced out 10 years 20 years seven years apart Put the collection together. Make Marvel's Capcom 2 or 1 online. The others won't be online. You know what I'm saying? Arcade perfect ports for the Switch. You know, for all the consoles. Fuck that. Any tag team component of these games, make it four players. So me and Orion can face Petey and Daniel online or in person with four controllers. And we're really like a tag team, like Tekken Tag or some shit like that. Like I have a feeling that they might, they're working. I have a feeling, like, because now that, like, Dis- you know, Fox got bought by Disney and Capcom, you know, Marvel Games is kind of like allowing themselves to work with other companies again. I have a feeling that they can get the rights again. I mean, because think about it like this. Like, Eva last year was supposed to have the whole Marvel's Capcom, like, champion, you know, champion of champions tournament with, like, eight of the best players of all time. And I'm all for this Capcom tournament. I have a feeling that they were going to announce a collection that during E3, um, EVA last year. Mm-hmm. Because it was the 20-year anniversary of the game. And why would, you know, the former head of EVO announce a game that big? And he hates Marvel. The former head hated Marvel so much that he broke a Dreamcast on stage. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So why would a head that people have been asking for this game to come back because they know it's, it's a hit want a tournament back? for a 20-year anniversary game for a game that he hates mm-hmm. because he knows it has money. So I have a feeling that there is a Capcom collection, a Marvel vs. Capcom collection out there somewhere. Because recently, last year, or two years ago, I think, um, Arcade 1-Up just did like two cabinets with Marvel yeah. and Capcom games. So That's you have true. like... So that means that Capcom and Marvel, they're getting kind of buddy-buddy again. 
because there would be no way in hell if you know Marvel wanted to stay away from Capcom or whatever to um come up with that. You know what I'm saying? There would it, it, it was the case that wouldn't happen. But we got those arcade cabinets; they've already sold out and bought up. So mm-hmm. people have you know the want of Marvel and Capcom. A collection is there, mm-hmm. and if Capcom unveils that during E3, I you know we and this it, it all right. Here, here's the perfect scenario for this is for all the fans out there, you know, listening. You will agree with me probably if you don't, whatever, you know, it's your opinion. If they release the Capcom collection for digital day one as soon as it drops and it shadow drops right then and there, I literally will buy it as soon as the conference is over. Oh, yeah. That is, that is the best Easy. thing. Like, that is mm-hmm. like literally how you do it. That's how you can sell that thing right then and there because you can just say Marvel's Capcom collection out now digitally. Console release, uh, you know, physical copy coming on this date. Limited games, but, yeah, limited run. yeah, <laughs> like a limited, 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 limited on thing. A pre-order now, digital yeah. available right now. I will buy both the digital version and the physical version just for the box. That Dude. is that is literally the only way you can get that game sold very quickly. And I guarantee you, if that game got digitally, that probably will be one of Capcom's biggest selling hits in a long ass time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, they'd be ranking. They would be r- raking in the dough with that shit. And literally, it would be probably the most highest selling game digitally in many years since, like, probably the new Resident Evil game. Probably, I don't know the digital sales. I don't have that paperwork in front of me or whatever. But mm-hmm. literally, use literally, Capcom knows they can do all they need to say is Marvel. You know, like Capcom presents Marvel Comics. That's it. That's all you need to know. I don't care who it is. You could have Ryu and you could have Ryu. With Chun Li and Felicia, and then you see like Captain America, Wolverine, and Deadpool. That's it. The, the Marvel <laughs> Capcom Four, just bruh, bruh. Yeah, man. And <laughs> that's all and you need. That's, that's all, all you need. need. And I, I, I honestly like one more, one more franchise. I think they can dig into that may not pop numbers like Marvel's Capcom, but if they at E3 reveal the Animusha collection. You got Animusha one, two, three, and that um that Smash oh, Brothers like, type game they had. Yeah, that would be killer too. I think I Animusha is uh, Animusha one and two is out. Yeah, I know, oh, I, know I know, I know, I know. One is on one is on the current gen consoles and the new gen consoles. Like like Animusha one got remastered on like the Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, I don't know they did two. I know they're working on doing all of them, but I don't know if sales were that high for it, so they stopped. But they, I've been waiting for an Animusha game, but I guess because they had Devil May Cry and that sells very well, they just stopped Animusha. But you know, honestly, if they did an Animusha Devil May Cry game, that'd be kind of dope too. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting, you know, having like Dante go back and fight next, you know, Dante feeding demons in the back in the feudal Japan with Samanosuke or whatever, and kind of have like a world, you know, uh, different worlds, you know, timeline thing working. I mean, that could be cool. That'd be a fun but, crossover. Um, yeah. It'd be a good crossover. It'd be interesting because people would be like, I remember playing Animisha as a kid. I've been playing Devil May Cry as a child, you know, as a teenager, whatever. And you put these two together and come up with a good storyline that makes sense. Perfect. You don't even yeah. need Dante. You can just have like you can have Virgil and not Samanosuke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. But um, what do y'all think about Nintendo and, and Bamco, as I call it? Okay, now we 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 could definitely jump on to Nintendo. <laughs> that that this uh, like, literally Nintendo is like an hour long conversation. Yeah, 
All right, so um, I'm not even all that concerned about Nintendo is coming out soon because we all know that Nintendo always do come out swinging and come around E3 and stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. I feel like that. I feel like that Nintendo has got that one in the chamber below that's going that's going to hit the internet fried up or fired up and 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 burning burning the circuitry of the internet, you know, with 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 everybody else tweeting about it and jumping on Facebook and jumping on Instagram and TikTok all excited about that one blow, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. The first thing I want to talk about is that Nintendo is probably going to have to go ahead and talk about their Breath in the Wild too. You know, nope, they no doubt. That's a given. That they have to, you know, so that that's that's something that is probably going to get a gameplay review or so or something, something, something within that nature because of the fact that this is the year of Zelda, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for maybe a an announcement of a uh, a, 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 a a collection, but we uh, there's been rumors in, in in the rumor mail about uh about a a collection coming out for 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 Zelda. Uh, I'm not <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't come. I can't think of the, uh, the titles offhand and stuff like that. Uh, apparently, the rumor is that they're gonna port um, um, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, and Twilight Princess. Because you already yeah. got yeah, Skyward Sword coming out next month on the 16th mm-hmm. from you know the release. So right, right. It, the year is Zelda. So that would be dumb for them to not you know like because remember they pushed the year of Mario hard. They pushed yeah. Mario hard last year for the 35th they anniversary. Mm-hmm. But also, including anniversaries, it's also Metroid's 30th anniversary, too. I had a picture because it was like Dragon Quest, Metroid, Castlevania, and Zelda. They all had anniversaries this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's their 35th anniversary. I think Donkey Kong's probably on their 40th or 30-something anniversary. But Donkey Kong's got an anniversary, too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but... um. For Nintendo, like a new Zelda game, like the collection would be perfect. I'd buy it just to play Ocarina and Majora's Mask because those are my favorite, like some of my favorite Zelda games. You know, I didn't really get into Twilight Princess and Wind Waker because I hated the tune style, but um, Nintendo knows what to push and they know how to push it. And I feel like they're holding that off and they're like, you know, they're like, like we're going to keep this in a vault right now, but then we'll unveil it on this anniversary because it'd be dumb of them to not put out an anniversary game during anniversary if you do if you can do it for mario you can do it for your other franchises mm-hmm. um as for other stuff they could be talking about man like i feel like that uh there's some games that still sat that sat in the wii u area that needed to come come to the switch and we all know that star fuck should be on it should be should should be on the switch should have been on that bitch it, you yeah know, so that, that's something that we're waiting for right now is for, for that to come to come through and stuff like that, so I could feel I could feel a lot more, you know, because like I I used to have the Wii U, you know, and uh, I sold it and stuff, you know. So for me for me to feel better because I still, uh, I I used to carry um because the Bayonetta collection is on is already on the Switch and stuff, you know, and I used to have that because I, I I traded in all my di- uh, my physical copies from the Wii U and everything else that I did trade in ended up came up to the Switch and I ended up buying them. But yeah. the only thing that I am missing is Star Fox. I'm waiting for. I'm hoping that Star Fox mixes on, make its way over to the Switch. Um, other than that, I don't see Nintendo revealing IPs from their own. I mean, maybe IPs from other developers, but new IPs on their own that really don't need to at this point. But you know, other than Breath of the Wild too. But everything else, stuff like that. I mean, 
I will hope to hear a Bayonetta 3. Like, it's about damn time. We need to hear a Bayonetta 3 go on, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, other than that, like, I uh, I don't know if they're going to be doing anything along with, with Sega. And, 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 and because Sega already did their own, you know, um, their 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 presentation and stuff like that, and it really it was really a lackluster. So I mean, I would think that Sega will come back with Bayonetta three with Nintendo and maybe something else. They don't have to, maybe, but you know, we'll right. see. You yeah, know. yeah. Let's let's just let's address the elephant in the room here, right? We know what the elephant in the room is. We know Nintendo's history of having updated consoles, updated hardware, whether it be portable or uh, portable or in the home console release. The Switch Pro, does it get revealed this weekend for Nintendo? I think it does. It I'm has about to. to say it. Like, as I said earlier before we recorded, um, I went to a few places. I'm not going to say any names of the places, but um, I was told that these places are going to have um, reveals for things, mm-hmm. and things will be in stock, and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And as we all know... If you say, I don't know what you're talking about, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think something big's going to happen. But uh, for me, because um, I've been a Nintendo fan since I was a kid. I love Nintendo games. I don't play a lot of the first-person stories as much as I used to, like first-person party games, whatever. But my thing for Nintendo, there's going to be a Smash reveal. There's going to be a Smash reveal for a character. That that's, too. That, that's a guarantee. Because... Mm-hmm. Like the last character was like Pyra. She came out in what March, I think. March, yeah. April. Yeah, yeah. So Pyra Mithra came out, and I consider them two characters because they have two different play styles, and you just switch between the two. So mm-hmm. you have Pyra Mithra come out like March. Okay. You have two more characters, and there's a rumor that a third hidden one was going to be announced to kind of make it an even, like, I think like 85 or 90 characters, whatever, in the game. Yeah, kind of even it out. Yeah. So three characters or two characters. Let's go with the two characters that are initially there. Because, you know, Sakurai said he's done, but you never, he said he was retiring from his column on Famitsu, but, you know, that man loves games, but he can mm-hmm. talk about retirement all he wants, you know, and money throws at you, you're probably not going to be done unless you have, unless you believe in your beliefs, but, you know, yeah. I, I, I want Sakurai to retire, give that man a break, you know, that man's been working forever, that man, even though he looks, he ages gracefully for his age, mm-hmm. but that yeah. man worked hard, like, that man needs a break, give him, give him, like, six months to, like, recover or something, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let the man breathe. So, with that being said, I think they're going to get to reveal the two last characters at Smash for E3 this year, and they better be big fucking characters. Do so you think they're going to reveal two? Like last year, they revealed Banjo Kazooie and they revealed the hero from Dragon Quest. Both were big in the uh-huh. in the regions that they're in because like Dragon Quest is huge in Japan. Dragon Quest is bigger than Final Fantasy in Japan because it was mm-hmm. like the first RPG. You know, and then Banjo Kazooie was what American fans wanted for Smash last year. You know, was it? Yeah, the last pass. You know, mm-hmm. fans wanted that hard. We wanted Banjo hard. We but did. We, we wanted Banjo since we figured out crossovers were a thing in Brawl. So when Smash Four came out, we wanted Banjo Kazooie because you know that's like a lot of the old Nintendo fans had that. They had that. You know, Banjo Kazooie was one of the first games they played on the '64. So having Banjo not on there, because I feel like they would rather have Banjo Kazooie than Conquer, and we got Banjo. So. That's a win, but um, I noticed if you a little pattern a little bit because like each, some of the companies there have like two characters, mm-hmm. like Sega has two. Atlas is owned by Sega, and Atlas does Persona. So Sega has Sonic, and 
and Joker for um, Sega. And then Square Enix has Cloud and Sephiroth. Marvel, um, Capcom well, has got Bayonetta too. Yeah, Bayonetta. So they have three, those three. Um, so you have those three characters, and then you know Capcom has Mega Man Ryu Ken. Um, Microsoft has two, which is Steve and Steve and um, Banjo Kazooie. Mm-hmm. And then um, Monolith Soft was able to get theirs in with Shulk and um, Pyra Mithra. And um, mm-hmm. so I feel like the f- last character, like. Of course, we can all speculate who we want it to be. Okay, so yeah, you know, let's let's throw speculations out there. So, <laughs> what, what what are your predictions? All right, so the rumor mill has been Rio Hayabusa from Koei Tecmo, um, could be a character. Mm-hmm. I want I, like, all right, my wishes are these. Okay, so I want as much as we have so many sword fighters, I don't care. I want a Tails character. I want a Tales of character, specifically Jude Mathis from Tales of Zillia and Tales of Zillia 2, because he actually uses his fist to fight, and he has good combos and good moveset. So a lot of the, lot of the characters in Tales like, are mostly sword users, and they have moves that you can do whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I want to see a fist fighter, and there's a lot, like, low, like, not that many fist fighters in the Tales series, mm-hmm. and Jude Mathis is my favorite one, because you know, he's, he's actually a, a, a healer, and he's a fighter. So he's mm-hmm. got the power of a monk, but he also can heal at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So like you can actually incorporate the healing in a move set. So like if he heals, you know, uses like recovery field or whatever to like recover a little bit of damage if necessary. If he has a certain amount of point he can do. Or, you know, he has a move called the swallow dance where he does like a flying kick. He can do that in the air. And mm-hmm. then um he has like a, a punch where he can like shoot like a beam, kinda of like Terry's um you know, Terry's um power wave. Like there's many Tails characters that can do so much stuff, but if they did a Tails character, it's probably gonna be um Yuri Lowell from um Tales of Vesperia or Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. Because they're very like they're two popular characters in the Tales of series. Mm-hmm. Dante has been like talked about a lot, but I think with the characters they choose, they have to kind of dumb down their um move sets because if they have a character with like a certain theme to them then it changes the rating of the game and they have to keep the game rated e for everyone so if they did dante they would have to call him dmc not devil may cry because you remember in the american version they had altier for assassin's creed when we all knew it was assassin's creed and they changed some names of some of the dlc in the american titles but kept them in the japanese ones. so mm-hmm. um gotta keep it that rating but um Dante is a requested one. Ryo Hayabusa, a Tales of character. Personally, I want a Trails of character. I want Falcom to be represented. The Japanese, like Falcom, are, have JRPGs that people really don't play a lot of, mm-hmm. and a lot of the, some of the Falcom games have been ported to the Switch as of late, such as Trails of Cold Steel, um, Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel three and four have been are, are ported on the Switch. Um, Yeez, um, Yeez eight, and Yeez nine. Like, Ease 8 is on the Switch, and Ease 9 is about to be ported later this year. I think this month, actually, um, was on the Switch. I honestly think a Falcom character would be perfect if they did a Falcom character. It's probably going to be Aldol, um, Aldol Christian from the Yee series. And then it, if they did that as well, it would probably be Ring Shorzer from the Trails of series because he's brand, you know, he's like the newest protagonist of the, of the current arc they're going on. Um, he's got a sword. He has a demon form. So if he had, like, a cage or whatever, he can... You know, transform into a demon form. Um, he's got moves that he's a you know swordsman. But I honestly think that Nintendo with the Smash, like they they got to do big for the last two characters in order for mm-hmm. like let's say people want to buy this pass all at once. You got to have that last character be somebody big. 
And if these motherfuckers pulled out Sora as the last character, bro, <laughs> <laughs> that that's really like the last character everybody wants is Sora. People are like, oh, I want Master Chief, you know, or Kratos. Uh, Sony's not going to give a character to Smash. If they did, I'd be surprised. And I'd be kind of like, oh my god, you actually let them have Kratos? Yeah. But, you know, or Master Chief? You know, we already got, we already got Banjo-Kazooie as Microsoft and Steve, you know? And you have to have, like, the last character, you have to have something big. You have to have a big reveal for that Smash character. Me, personally, I want some more JRPG people in the list because it get people known on some companies, you know, like Bamco. Now, speaking of Bamco on, you know, for Smash, Leo, if they put Heihachi Mishima as a character in fucking Smash. <laughs> nah, <laughs> man. They, no, they no, 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 no. Yeah. Think about this, though. Think about this, though. If you, the moment you put Heihachi as a character in Smash, you know Sakurai, because Sakurai every month on his Twitter, or every day in his Twitter, he has a clip from Smash using his special camera or whatever. You know mm-hmm. that motherfucker's going to have a picture of him throwing somebody off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, Sakurai's going to have a picture of Heihachi throwing, let's say, Mario off a cliff. Easy. I mean, he's going to do it as a troll because, you know, Father's Day is going to be around the corner. So he's going to use a Hachi me, um, me to <laughs> throw somebody off the that'd, that'd be the perfect, that'd be the perfect <laughs> thing for like the first character. See Hachi Mishima from Tekken <laughs> and just have a Hachi or have like the me costume and have a tech, like have like Jin Kazuya, you know, or um, not Kazuya, you know. As a character and having the me, uh, the me Heihachi throw him off the cliff as a thing, that'd be perfect. Like literally, mm-hmm. put Heihachi in the fucking game just for <laughs> mean purposes. I could see them do. I could, I could see Sakurai putting Heihachi as a character, a second character. Think about it, like because you already got like the world kind of crossing over anyway. Yeah. But you know, because in second seven you've got like Geese from SNK, you've got Heihachi already, and then you have Akuma. I think that's gonna be its own thing uh, when it, when, it, when it comes to fighting games. But for for Smash, my belief is I feel like they're gonna go and try to capitalize on iconic characters, and that's the reason why I believe that that Crash should be one of the one of the entry members and stuff like that. Because we, you're right, we do have way too many sword fighters. In fact, if you look at the current DLC right now, <laughs> most of the motherfuckers are sword fighters. You know? Yeah, like Myra Mithra considered two characters. So you have yeah. them and Sephiroth. Sephiroth is the sword. Like Sephiroth is the anime swordsman of all. Like, he's yeah. the anime swordsman. But um, I but feel we- like there's gonna be a first party character for the first, like the the fifth character, and the last character could be Crash. It's gotta be. It's, it's gotta be Crash. Is it, it's gotta be Crash. It's gotta be Crash in one of them, and. Uh, I'd be fine with sword. If you don't want, if you don't want to give a sword, then that's fine. Give us King Mickey. I'm not, I'm not going to fuck around with you. Picking the harder too, you know. But to see a Disney character in a Nintendo game, that'd be some wild shit, you know. It would, but, be, uh, it would be. That'd but, uh, be a miracle. The yeah, Sakurai miracle. <laughs> but, uh, Sakurai has made miracles in the past, so yeah. You know. so, I mean, if you don't, if you don't give a sword like this. Sakurai could easily, easy fucking promote it with this crazy. Like he could sit there to have like a, a a square enix shit where you know sword comes in with the key and stuff like that, and uh in in a trailer and shit like that, sword gets out there and, and gets sunken into in, into some darkness and shit like that, and um everybody be like, oh, what do you mean sword is not going to be in the game? And out of nowhere, here comes King Mickey, does a fucking like multiple front flip and lands, and then boom, <laughs> King Mickey joins. You know, there was the kingdom of Smash and shit. You know, and then you see his yeah. game, his his fucking move sets going and shit like Sora. But, but I, I wouldn't I, complain. You know, 
Because <laughs> I know like the characters and stuff, they, they've been done already. Like, they've <laughs> just been testing little here and there. Because, like, characters have been planned for these games. As soon as the game's announced, whatever, and, like, they talk about the next pass, whatever. The characters have already been planned. They've already, they, they, Nintendo knows who the characters are. We, they, you know, they know. Sakurai knows who they are. He just mm-hmm. got to, like, come up with a video in order to promote them. But we already know the Smash character is going to be revealed. Um, rumor is that the, um, because like I said earlier, I think it's a Donkey Kong anniversary. Rumor mm-hmm. is that the Odyssey, the Mario Odyssey team is working on a Donkey Kong game. Okay. And then not only that, Metroid has an anniversary. This rumor of Metroid Prime 4 actually finally being revealed with gameplay. Okay. Um, also another 2D Metroid, so they call it Metroid 5. Because if you remember, Fusion on the GBA was the last Metroid game that was 2D. And then they brought the Samus Returns remake from 2 for the 3DS. So I think they're trying to do a game kind of in that same style, but for the Switch, which would be dope. I'll play the Metroid game. Um, we're overdue for a Kirby game for Nintendo. As far as first party, a Kirby game is overdue. Um, mm-hmm. And but don't get me started on F Zero and, and Star Fox. Seriously, <laughs> don't get me started on those two. Because... The missing link. <sighs> well, right now, now you, you gotta remember. Like, uh, I think Samari brought up uh, Pit. You know, so you know everybody's everybody wants to see. Uh, 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 game. Uh, yeah, they want to see. Uh, what's the name of his title again? I forgot. Kid Icarus, yeah, everyone wants to see Kid Icarus make his way over to the Switch, but we'll see because you know mm-hmm. that's that's Sakurai stuff, you know. So we'll, we'll we'll find out, we'll see, but you know we don't know. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo has a lot of first party like games and stuff that they know that they can sell. Like Kid Icarus would be great on the Switch. Um, like I said, we're overdue for another Donkey Kong game. Don't give me another Mario game. All right, we just had like the collection and stuff. Mario had his his anniversary last year. Let the man rest for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, all right, so me. I feel like Bayo 3 is going to show. I feel that Metroid Prime is going to have to show. Like, both those two games have to show. And, of course, Breath of the Wild. And if they show that new Switch, then they have the hardware to show those three games. That's what I feel. It makes a little sense, because the Bayonetta games need a lot of hard hardware to run. You know? So if you have the right hardware for those games, you can you know show it to the top, you know, the highest of its, quali- of its caliber. Excuse me. And um, I feel like they've been waiting for that. And now that they have it, they can show it. But um, Bayo 3 needs to show. It needs to show. Because like, it's one of those things, like I said earlier, about the Elden Ring thing. If it doesn't show, it doesn't exist. And mm-hmm. you just, just because you show a trailer doesn't mean anything to me. Games get canceled all the time. You know, show me some gameplay of Bayo 3. Show me something of Metroid Prime 4. And then show me Breath of the Wild 2. You show those three games, Nintendo wins. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to say, like, Nintendo has been whooping ass E3 for the last how many years? Why <laughs> like, I could think, yeah. yeah exactly, because, like, all you really need is a Smash reveal for a character. Nintendo wins automatically, E3. Like, remember when Mega Man got announced for Smash 4? Mm-hmm. Internet went hype. The internet blew up, like, no matter where I went, Mega Man was like the talk of the town. They had a gameplay at a tournament later that night during E3 for Mega Man. And mm. Mega Man blew up the internet. And it was like Capcom actually cares about the characters. And Nintendo cared more about Mega Man than Capcom cared about Mega Man. So mm-hmm. Nintendo has the power to win E3. You show a new console, Breath of the Wild, Bayo, and Metroid. Those four things could basically give Nintendo the edge of who won E3. 
Okay, well, you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about, you know, like Neon said, the elephant in the room. Um, We need to talk about what the possibilities are with the Switch Pro. And I'm pretty sure we all know uh, the expectations from the Mm -hmm. Switch Pro. We all know that, you know, we're looking at a a new screen and we're looking at 4K capabilities, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're just going to draw the line of that? Or do you think that there's going to be additional stuff included with this, you know, quote unquote, Switch Pro? I think with the Switch Pro, I think what they're going to end up doing is, um, from my, the rumors that I've been seeing and hearing and stuff as well, um, it's going to have a uh, Ethernet port. Okay. So, All you right. know, for that, for that, because I'm pretty sure with the Switch Pro, they're going to try to game it geared towards like the hardcore gamers that play online and stuff. And having Ethernet port is something where Nintendo really doesn't do very well with their consoles. The last one I think was the Eth, you know, like the um, the Wii, but mm-hmm. it really use that either. But having a Ethernet dock with the you know Ethernet dock, you can put it in. I think that will benefit it a lot, especially if you're playing online their online fix that'd be great 4k sure whatever you know i really don't care about 4k as much on the switch as i do like the ps5 or the ps4 or whatever you know but it's going to change their scale of gaming and it's going to show that nintendo actually gives a fuck about their shit so nintendo like we, we all know nintendo knows what the fuck they're doing they know what they're doing we might not think that they know what they're doing but they know what they're doing nintendo oh. nintendo's got the switch pro and on lock and apparently oh. the rumor is it's going to be released either this holiday season or it's going to release in September. If they push that button on that Switch, they need to come out in November during Christmas time. But that's like the week before Black Friday when it comes out, like the 19th when Pokemon comes out, which would be great and all. But I honestly think that they're going to they're gonna premiere it. But I don't think that the pre-order fiasco is going to be as crazy as it was with the, um, the PS5 and the Xbox. All right, so... We're looking at the rumor price of four hundred. That seems about right. All right, so for that, for that, for that price tag alone, I want Bluetooth enabled on a pro. If not, try to have it on all, all platforms because I'm not. I don't want to plug. I don't want to plug in a dongle on any of the switches. I should be already been enabled in the switch itself. But the pro should already have. Should just have that enabled. Um, on that top of that. Yeah. On top, on top of that, I also want the Switch Pro to have fucking Netflix. It makes no sense. What has Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. looking at a 4K console, you're going to need that damn Netflix. You, you know, need to have like at least all the major streaming devices available on the Switch. It'd be perfect because, mm-hmm. like, I think YouTube and Hulu, I think, are the only ones on the Switch. If I'm, yeah, I mean, I think, I think so, YouTube though. is. I think Hulu mm-hmm. might be on there as well. But Hulu's you know. On there. Oh, it is okay. I don't really, you know, I don't use. It. I have, a, I have a smart TV. <laughs> what about, what about Disney? What, what about Disney Plus? I'm not, was well, I think they're on there too. And and, and Funimation or Crunchyroll? I think Funimation. I think Funimation is on Funimation. Disney Funimation, is, yeah, is on the Switch. I think too. Okay. Yeah, but um, let, let, let let's be real here. Let, let's be real. If you had a streaming device that you can take with you with a screen on the go, it'd be perfect for you to sell your things and you get more money out of it. And a lot of mm-hmm. families will put money on it. Nintendo needs to add these streaming products on their on their freaking you know these switches because yeah. you can watch it on the TV. Let's say you need to go to work, but you know with internet connection and stuff is kind of hard. So I can mm-hmm. understand why they don't have it on there. But let's say you're on an airplane, you got Wi-Fi in a location, you got a kid somewhere, they want to watch something on the screen, your phone's down, switch, boom, yeah, Disney Plus on your switch, mm-hmm. perfect, perfect sell, perfect sell right there. 
you know, you can have Peacock on there to watch, you know, you know, the office or Parks and Recreation. Boom, you have the Switch. Take it with you, take it in your hands, go to the bathroom, take it in your hands, boom, you got, you're still watching the show. You know, you don't want to use your phone, play it on your Switch. You know, anime, put Crunchyroll on the Switch, put Funimation on the Switch. You know what I'm saying? Have streaming devices on your console that other consoles have as well. It sells itself. Yeah. Here's my counter argument to that. Okay. For the average person who buys a Switch, do they not have a smartphone? They do. That, yeah. Why, why wouldn't they use their smartphone to stream those platforms on there instead of the Switch? Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. But also, like, let's say you have kids, and, you know, your kids want to watch something on the big screen. But let's say you are watching something, you can just take your Switch with you. But you have a smartphone, so, yeah. I can see why Nintendo doesn't want to put that out there. You know, the streaming things on there. Get it, it's well, for conveniency, but yeah. it's like if you have your phone, you got Netflix, you got HBO Max, you got Amazon Prime all on your phone. Phones are relatively decent size for the screens. I mean, some phones are the same screen size as the Switch. <laughs> um, you know, you just stream it on there. I think Nintendo focuses purely on the gaming aspect because that's what has to sell on their console. They can't compete with streaming they can't compete with other entertainment aspects they can't compete though they try and they can compete with mobile gaming but it's like we are purely gaming if they try to dwell into other categories then they kind of get lost in the muck and they have to focus solely on gaming to sell themselves like hey you can only get mario kart the real mario kart game on here sure you got this other mario kart on your phone that's some bootleg type shit. That ain't the real. <laughs> that ain't the real Mario Kart, baby. You know. So I think that's just my my thinking is that they think that that mobile phones already have that streaming platform. So uh, I mean, mm-hmm. how much does it cost to put Netflix and all these other services on there? I don't know. I'm not sure if it requires more hardware or whatever. But if it's relatively cheap to put it on there, sure, you could throw it in there as an added bonus. But nothing to really market it about. Just Keep it convenient, just for convenience's sake. If you like, you said, take it on the go. You're on an airplane. Yeah. Instead of taking out your phone, instead of you're done with playing Mario, or you're done playing Zelda. You switch over to Netflix and just enjoy the rest of your ride or whatever. Cool. But yeah, I well, feel like it, it takes away attention from their games, and I think it, that's what they're scared of. My my thing about the Switch though is that it, you know, the fact of the matter is the PlayStation and Xbox are all like, you know, they're also a media platform too. The Switch could be capitalizing on me in a media platform because. You remember we talked about the PSP a while ago. That yeah. it was also a it was yeah. also a music and, and movie platform too. You know that that's what it sold. That's what it sold itself on. You know, the fact of the matter is, is Switch has the capability of doing that itself. It should, like you know, where, where's the music at? Why the hell are we getting utilities apps on the Switch? I'm not going to use a Switch as a calculator, and I'm sure I'm not going to use a Switch as a notepad. You know, because that's on your phone. But hey, you know what? These are tools that's become available. You have to buy it. It sure already came with the Switch because it was on the 3DS at one point. They they had a note note taking thing on on the 3DS. You know, they, have, the they had a note taking thing on the DS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so if you're gonna have these like you know ease of life type stuff, you know, because like I get it, everybody else has a smartphone too. I mean, everybody everybody's got a smartphone, but at the same time, you know, like if you're gonna be sharing stuff with the kids and stuff like that, because you're gonna have parents and sit there, so it's like all right, especially in Japan. Mm-hmm. They can't. They, they can't carry a lot of shit like we we have here in America. So that because you know, here in America we have smart TVs. We got we got desktops, laptops, consoles, everything. Everything that's got a that's got a screen on it 
you can it, it's an all-in-one device for you to do anything with you uh, do whatever you wanted or whether you want to listen to music or listen to videos stream con uh stream content it's mm -hmm. all capabilities to play that the fact of the matter is, is like in japan stuff like that that they're they're the way they they live in their in that world stuff like that is that that's a family household with only probably one tv and a, and, and, and a desktop and a laptop and a console you know rather if it's rather if it's a playstation and we all know that that, that damn playstation is way too big for a japanese house anyways you know yeah so you're gonna have to uh, you know your casual japanese people that's gonna pick up the switch and the fact of the matter is, is the switch can be bought multiple times you know for every member in the family to get one you know if they have the means to do so you know in fact, America is, is a great case study for all that. You know, I'm pretty like I saw I saw a poll on average that there's there's uh, every household at least have two switches. You know, mm -hmm. you know, thanks to the switch <laughs> light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my roommate literally bought like he has two like full switches, and then um I, I'm like well, I have two switches myself, but um he has two switches because he had one for his kids whenever they played and he had his own, and mm -hmm. then he ended up buying each of his three kids a switch light and then the um the oldest one got a switch switch for uh, her birthday or christmas present last year i think or mm -hmm. birthday I think, this year so um yeah so we have like at least eight switches in our house see one two by eight switches yeah eight switches in the house but um backpedal about the um, mario kart convo you were talking about dion um i think if they did a like switch pro mario kart 9 Mm, yeah, I long think, overdue. Long yeah, overdue to have yeah. a completely new I mean, Mario, Mario Kart Mario Kart 8 yeah. Deluxe uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold a lot and it's continued to sell because people love Mario Kart. If you make Mario Kart 9 a Switch Pro exclusive with a later like you know, but if you make it later down the line for the regular Switch, people will buy it that for it instead. But you know, those Nintendo, you know, Nintendo buyers are going to want their console games day one on that console and that's a big seller you say breath of the wild 2 is a switch pro exclusive only people are going to want that console real bad for that because zelda fanboys are hardcore nintendo fans are hardcore out of their systems and whatnot so if you had like the switch pro and then you had the breath of the wild 2 and it's like a console exclusive for that system or you get all this better stuff right here on the switch pro than you would the regular switch that's like a guarantee seller right there like I can see the Nintendo doing something kind of like that, but they want to make sure they have more life in the Switch before they kill it off. But I don't think they're going to kill off the Switch just yet. Probably about four years they'll probably kill off the Switch now that the Pro comes out. But um, I have a feeling that there's going to be some games for that Pro, and they're going to show it on the Pro. If the yeah. Pro is revealed. If the Pro isn't revealed, we'll see these games on the regular Switch. You want to know, you know my, my my guesstimate on this situation because the Switch is gonna is, is gonna ex probably gonna end up like the Game Boy because you know when the Game Boy when it before it was colored mm -hmm. they uh it was almost before the color it was all it was it was on its way out the door until Pokemon came out yeah you know so Pokemon when Pokemon came out then that's when that Game Boy life expectancy lasts a little bit longer than it than it should you know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the switch is going to be here for the long run. So we're probably going to get another four or five year, uh, five year extension out out of the switch. And uh, uh, in fact, that just goes that just goes set precedence for the uh, for the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X is they're going to or X X and S they're going to get a uh, I mean, another extension, maybe another two year extension because of the, the shit that we had to deal with, you know, for the past. We're current what we're dealing with right now with, with, with low stock and, and, and GPU shortages and, and chipset shortages, shortages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
and and to the topic of Mario Kart, uh, I don't think it's going to be called Mario Kart Nine simply because I feel like they're going to call the mobile game uh, technically a nine. You know? Yeah. So it could be Mario Kart X. You know, and that X could be a crossover of Nintendo characters. You know, because you remember we had Link and Splatoon join in in kart in kart racing. You know, for the kart. Animal Crossing too. Yeah, so this could be called Mario Kart X with all the motherfuckers in the shit, you know, <laughs> from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be grand, man. That'd be grand. Uh, I mean, for me personally, for the Switch Pro, of course, longer battery life, enhanced screen, so there's not that weird, blurry effect of playing mobile games. On certain games, there's like that little trail of what ghosting, ghost images, or whatever. Um. Personally, for me, I don't really need a big advancement in specs because, you know, I mean, you play PS4, PS5 now and the new Xbox. We know Nintendo can't graphically or hardware-wise compete with them. But what I would like for them to have is to enhance the specs that they have now to the point where they can play all the current libraries without a loss of frame rate. Because I play Streets of Rage 4 online and you know i expect like sure when i play streets of rage 4 offline and i play with my sisters and it's three players mm-hmm. i don't want to see a drop of frame rate and it's three players and the switch is literally meant to have three or four players you know what i'm saying like co-op and i see a drop of frame rate where it's like oh man it is kind of laggy but i'm not even playing online you know what i'm saying uh or what was that last wwf game that came out um that had the cartoonish kind of figures even that game, I put if there's a four if there's a fatal four way in that match, the frame rate drops. If it's not on one, a one on one plays okay. As soon as you make it like a triple threat, three players on the screen, frame rate drops. I need Nintendo to upgrade their specs and their hardware enough to be able to play the games that they currently have, so there's not that huge frame rate drop where it feels like you're playing online but you're actually offline. That is. Uh- that's honestly my only thing I, I could use with the Switch Pro. Oh, I was going to say, sorry to interrupt, but um, I just got online and um, Nintendo just leaked one of their games that they have coming out next year. For They're probably going to show at E3. Oh, where? What, what we got? Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Oh, yeah, I was uh, going to bring that up because I found that out when I woke up. I'm like, oh, well, you know, apparently the Mario has Rabbids a- did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, it did sell very well. It's one of the highest-selling games on the Switch. But um, Nintendo has a habit of, like, leaking their own stuff sometimes early. Like, the Castlevania reveal for, like, Simon and Smash. Like, they revealed, like, Bloody Tears, which was one of the songs in, um, in that, you know, in Castlevania on their little thing every week. They had, like, a little music teaser or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was around the time the character was going to come out, and Nintendo leaked that. Nintendo has the history of leaking their own stuff sometimes, but sometimes, like, an on-purpose thing. Because, like, the time difference, I guess. Time change is different over there than it is here in Japan. So, right, you right. know, that might be a thing at Ubisoft. So, I mean, and also the leaker, I guess, is, like, Painty Brush or something on Reddit had leaked it as well. So, but he had this stuff, like, leaked, like, a week before E3. So, because um, there's a lot of games on his list that I saw yesterday that got revealed at E3 during the, um, the conference thing they had yesterday. So, um, that's the thing. So, <laughs> but uh, we know that one of the games they're going to show is Mario Rabbit's part, two, Mario Rabbit's 2, which I mean, I don't play it, but I know it's sold extremely well with parents and adults. But um, Nintendo, I think Nintendo's got some, some 
they got some ass pulls. Like they got they're they're going balls deep this year. Like Nintendo's going balls deep because they said the PS5 came out last year and the Xbox and PS5 has all these games that come out. Xbox had nothing. So as Orion said earlier, Microsoft needs to come out balls deep this year. You know, sorry for the fans, I apologize, but you know what? We're adults here. <laughs> so the Microsoft needs to come balls deep on their conference, and Nintendo needs to come balls deep with their conference. I wholeheartedly agree with you, man. They both got something to prove. Sony's on top. Nintendo's not competing directly with them. But yeah. They are competing. So, yeah. yeah uh, Switch Pro and some of these games, man. Nintendo sells on games and. As long mm-hmm. as they can, as long as they continue to do that, people mock them because the specs aren't as high. People mock them because the gameplay isn't revolu- quote, you know, quote unquote revolutionary or whatever. But look, they, as long as they deliver games, they're a gaming company. They're not trying to compete oh. multimedia wise. They're not trying to make movies. Well, recently, they I think paired up with Illumination. They opened up Nintendo World, so they are expanding themselves through that front but it's the games that they do or die by so with E3 coming up hopefully switch pro microsoft i hope they can come back because it's not good to have a monopoly it's not good to have one company rule them all i'm hoping microsoft can get show something just to be able to get sony to sweat a little bit otherwise sony becomes not just the company that they are now, but they, let's say they go the WWE route and they go on a downtrend. And then what? Mm-hmm. Because they have yeah. no competition. So <laughs> I uh, hate to keep referring. You know, we refer to WWE the whole episode and a half, but it, it is what it is, you know. So I hope Sony doesn't go down that route. I hope they can continue to stay putting their foot on Microsoft's neck. And I hope Microsoft can get the foot off them so that they could, themselves can uh Get, attain some success and compete because we don't need a, just a Nintendo Sony gaming world. I think that will not, I think that'll definitely be a detriment to the fans and to gamers around the world. What do you, you got, Joe? Oh. oh, no, go ahead, Peter. We go, go ahead. I'm saying it'd be, it'd be funny if, like, after all this E3 stuff, like this Thursday, Sony announced they have a state of play coming on Thursday. I'm like, see, Sony was just waiting till the end till all this stuff is done. <laughs> I can see Sony doing some like shady shit like that, though. Yeah, yeah, they probably could. They probably would. <laughs> what you got, O? What was the question? Because I had to step out for a little bit. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. It was just basically, um, what do you got for, I guess, E3? The What do you think uh, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, I guess, closing comments about this weekend and uh, what's going to be showcased in the future? I mean, I would love to have that wow factor. I want to be able to like just have that goosebump moment, you know. But uh, I understand the circumstances we we've all had to deal with throughout the, uh, for the past two years. So uh, I mean, if they do come out swinging, cool. If they don't, hey, they don't. But uh, I'm trying to temper my expectations and stuff. But uh, I, I feel like the Nintendo's got that like that final blow that's going to just be able to just take E3. But then um, uh, what I also want to hear is that. I would like to hear that Microsoft and Sony has solved the uh, the, uh, the low stock issues, and hopefully we'll have we'll, we'll see wide available consoles um, at in the stores because lately it's just been a battle of having to buy it online. So I would like to see them stock in the stores, and maybe GameStop has a remedy to that, or some of these uh, retailers have a remedy for all that. But 
we'll find out soon. But um, yeah, man, I, I just, I just, I just want to see some. Um, I just want to see Sony doing what they're doing, uh, like doing what they're doing best with their, you know, coming forward with their first, uh, you know, um, their, um, their, their exclusives, you know, and uh, rather they decide to come up with a new IP or try to, you know, just like what we've been seeing them doing is like, you know, um, bringing in new factors from PlayStation 4 games and, and, and bringing them up to the PlayStation 5, you know, seeing like how, you know, uh, Death Stranding is coming to the PlayStation 5 with probably new content. So we're probably going to see maybe, I don't know, maybe a Last of Us come in with new content. Maybe Ghost of Tsushima will come in with, with new content. We'll know. We'll see. If they all come up to the PlayStation 5 with uh, with new uh, new modes, new performance factors and uh, ray tracing factors and shit, you know. So we're looking forward to that. Um, like I spoke to, like I spoke about before with Microsoft and X, uh, Microsoft Xbox, they have to come out swinging, you know, because... Um, I'm basically. I mean, they're really not the underdog. It's just their their capability, their their abilities to make logical business decisions is is mind boggling. Because like right as of right now, they got more controls than exclusives right now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so that needs to be yeah. that needs to be rectified. Hey, you know, um, cool. You know, I would like to hear maybe Xbox would sit there. Sorry, we're gonna go and compete against with PlayStation. So we did a new controller. We got a new Elite controller or some shit. You know, cool. If they don't, they don't. You know, but they need to come out swinging. And uh, as for Nintendo, man, like I really have no additional comments. We all know, you know, what what, what to expect and what to hear, and we don't even need to spectate for them stuff like that. They they appear to know what they're doing in some things. I still do question stuff like that. But the Switch Pro, if that, it, it, and I'm just gonna say, if you know, although like our, the the ratio right now, the chances, the percentage is gonna be definitely probably be. Like, I, I would say there's a there's a uh 60% chance at 40 60-40 right now. 60 saying that there will be a reveal for E3 this year, you know. Okay. But uh we'll we'll just have to see, you know, because as of right now, man, like we all want we all we all want the entertainment valley. We all want something to look forward to. And Nintendo is probably is definitely the driving factor to be able to uh to to make a lot of people happy and bring a lot of smiles in. That Switch Pro would probably do it for a lot of people, and the the games that the Nintendo will be coming out with and could possibly reveal would also uh, strengthen that factor because we all know that they're going to be talking about Pokemon because you know they got two different types of Pokemon's coming out. You know they got the old traditional one and you got the new um the the classics with the uh, what was that platinum was it uh um, um brilliant diamond and shining Bri- pearl yeah diamond and pearl and stuff and so we all know that Pokemon's got the uh, I mean. We all know that to know what Pokemon has got, you know, is securing that dub, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, we can all we can all just already say that you know Nintendo is going to win E three, uh, even without a, pro, a Switch Pro release. We could still say that they're going to win E three, you know. But um, mm-hmm. we'll have to see. But other than that, man, like I'm I'm going to continue to temper my expectations. But these these are the things that like the internet has already put expectations on, you know, and uh, yeah. that's what I look forward to. Word, man, word. In my closing comments, I'm going to refer to one of my favorite uh, gaming companies or studios bran- uh, branches in the industry. NetherRealm Studios, Marvel vs. DC revealed <laughs> this E3, and I'm going to quote Quan Chi, do not fail me. <laughs> nah, I mean, I can see them doing that, but like, I mean, I can see them doing that. 
it was kind of like marked back to like the old comic book storyline that was like back in the 90s, which I mean, it was really good, really good. You know, Marvel with DC and that whole collision of seeing those worlds and stuff. But um, I would love to see a Marvel versus DC. I would not like to see a Marvel versus like Marvel versus Mortal Kombat. I kind of like, no, please don't. Because Marvel versus DC, I mean, DC versus Mortal Kombat was trash. <laughs> there were no fatalities. You couldn't kill Batman with a headshot. No, uh-uh. Yeah, Please we're don't. not gonna go. We, we we won't go down that route. But <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what what game was that? I don't even know. I never played that. That doesn't yeah, exist. That, that never existed, dude. Are you talking about some? Are you talking about Mugen? Mugen on, yeah. uh, on the internet? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> but um, if I had any closing comments, I think that um, like today, I think like it's like today's Ubisoft and Gearbox. Not really a big fan of those. Um, if you are, I do apologize. Um. But there was one company we didn't talk about, Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco's got the conference after Nintendo's. So I feel like they're going to probably do some stuff on um, Scarlet Nexus, which is one of their big games right now. I feel like they're going to probably release Nino Kuni 2 on the Switch with a definitive edition. Um, I know they just got DLC for for Kakarot. But give me either Xenoverse 3 or Dragon Ball Fighters 2. Like, for real. Um, Ooh, there's gonna be Dragon something anime. Fighters too, huh? Yeah, I mean, what else can you add to Fighters One? You know what I'm saying? The se- the season just ended with um Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. There's yeah. a lot of characters you could add to Fighters, but I feel like there needs to be a new mechanic in that game to make it a little bit better. I mean, the game is fine enough as it is. I know it's got some lags and stuff here and there, but what game doesn't? Um, I sure. feel like Bandai Namco, like, cause like earlier during the um, Keely Game Fest, they showed Tales of Arise, and I'm a big Tales fan. And like the, the art, the, the the game style they're going with is kind of like how Final Fantasy VII Remake did with the whole action RPG kind of thing. A lot of RPGs, JRPGs, are going that route. Um, the t- the Legend of Heroes, Trails of, are the Kaseki series known in Japan. Their newest game is kind of going that route, also, where you can actually kind of change between like um, action and like strategy kind of in a way where you actually can pick your enemies and stuff and choose whatever a lot of jrps are going that route and i'm actually all for it i do love my turn base no matter what but it's nice for some change but um beta namco has got some things going on um as far as the other companies um xbox better come swinging bases loaded you better have that quick game quick and in and out you know, but, you know, keep the game going to, you know, build momentum. But, you know, you better finish that big load. You know what I'm saying? Like Xbox and Bethesda need to come out big and swinging to get the game talking to be like the way I see it. Xbox needs to get me to get an Xbox. What can you do to sell me? You need to have something humongous where I can only get on an Xbox and I can get more games on Xbox to get an Xbox. You know, and then Square Enix, you know what you need to do. Don't show me stuff for games you're not selling very well. Don't show me any DLC for Marvel Avengers. You know that game bombed. That game was like thirty dollars now, and it was like uh-huh. sixty bucks. The regular version, like the Ultimate Edition, is like thirty bucks now. You know what I'm saying? Like you, Marvel's Avengers now on PlayStation now. That that's Oof. yeah, yeah that's, that, a, that's yeah. a low. Yeah. yeah, that's a low. That's a low. Like ju- it took Jump Force two years to get on um um, um now. You know what I'm saying? That that's something humongous. Like if your game came out in September last year and it's been like eight months and you're now on PlayStation now, that says a lot about your game. Square yeah. Enix, like Sunday needs to come out swinging because that's Square Enix and that's Microsoft Bethesda. That needs to come out like 
Like, you need to hit me with everything you got. You need to be like Goku, yo, and just punch me straight to another galaxy. Like, you need to give me something, like, amazing. Nintendo, I'm not worried, but I'm worried about Nintendo. Because a lot of, like, Nintendo fanboys out of all the gaming companies, I feel like Nintendo's are the worst ones. Because Nintendo's, like, the worst fans. Like, you got these Zelda fans. Because you got, like, say, all these anniversaries coming up for Nintendo games. So, I feel like... Nintendo fans are gonna expect the most, and if they don't get what they want, they're gonna bitch and complain on Twitter. Like the Pokemon community, we are in Sword and Shield was sort of perfect example of that when they didn't get the national decks, you know. So, oh, and, yeah. Like, yeah. So Nintendo's one of the ones that like if we see these things, you know, because we've been watching E3 and we've been knowing about games for a long time, you know, we, we old heads kind of, you know, we're not there yet, the old old heads, but you know, we know some shit. So we know as soon as we see these things, we're like, all right, this is what's going to happen. If this had happened this way, internet's going to go crazy. If this is to happen, internet's going to go crazy. And I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for, like, the people getting bad because their character didn't get picked or this Pokemon couldn't do this or this didn't happen like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all for it. But I'm morally for the games. Like, close my closing comments. If the games look good and it's on a good system, and if it's on any system that I currently have, I'm gonna get it. Like you gotta get me on a game that like changes my, you know, like catches my eye. Like if it looks nice, I'm gonna get it. You know, because E3 is not about which system you have or what's the best system. You know, even though I love my PlayStation because I'm a JRPG fan, I'm not gonna lie. It's all about the games, and that's what E3 is really for. If your games are good, we'll buy them. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, I want to piggyback off of uh, what you said about uh, Namco, and I want to piggyback off of uh, the Nintendo stuff. The fact of the matter is, the Nintendo fans are the most spoiler brats. <laughs> the, they're the most spoiler brats out of the community because of the fact of the matter is, it's, we have the Smash, Pokemon, Mario, and Zelda, mm-hmm. <laughs> all in total and stuff like that. So the, Nintendo could go out there and give, give them the world, and it still will not. Please, these fans. You know, yeah, these fans get so say. upset. Like, you didn't do this right. You didn't do that right. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that 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 that's the reason why it's like you know what I'm gonna just ignore the fans. The fact of the matter is that when I watch any review and stuff like that, especially on YouTube, I completely just I, I I do without the chat. I don't give a fuck about what the chat has to say, and I just don't. I don't when I watch YouTube. I don't know if you guys do it, but I when I go watch a review, I watch it from the actual source itself. You know, so if Ubisoft is going to be doing a review or something like that. I go oh, sh- straight to the Ubisoft channel to watch Ubisoft. Same thing with Namco Bandai and same thing with Square Enix. If they do their own shit, I go straight to the source. I don't go to IGN, those game slot, no game trailers. I don't go anywhere else. And I hate when the fact that, you know, the YouTube community, especially the YouTube commentators, stuff like that, they say, oh, I'm going to be streaming too. I don't want to watch it with you. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want your, I don't want your commentary. I really don't. I want to be able to get my own intake my own take so i don't watch i I don't listen i don't i don't read the chat and i don't listen to other people's commentary i want to be able to just take it in the way that i i like i i want to absorb information you know but uh yeah man that's that's my 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 take on nintendo fans and uh as for namco and stuff like that i feel like they, they got their their hands like real deep into into the anime uh, anime scene because they've made a lot of anime games. However, you know, recently we just saw that Sailor Moon has a Netflix movie out, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've never seen Namco Namco Bandai has messed with yet. You know, that is and true. I, I would love 
I will love a I will love for a uh, uh I will love for a Guilty Gear or a Dragon Ball Z uh, Dragon Ball Fighters fighting game with Sailor Moon. <laughs> kind of dope though. That'd be kind of dope. I think it's overdue. Something something needs to be done with Sailor Moon. I don't want an arena fighter. I want a legit two D two v two or three v three fighter with Sailor Moon. You know, anime Sailor fighters, yo. Just, yeah, yeah. Jump Force was just the Dragon Ball Fighter style two D man. Hell yeah. Basically, just just give it the arcs, arc arc system works. Give it arcs, yes. you know, give it the arcs, arcs. Yep. Give- Give it to them. They'll work it out. I promise. <laughs> I will take it any day, man. And shh, I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks, man. It's 2021 and shit like that. I would be sitting here saying, yo, what y'all fucking with? I'm playing Sailor Moon. I don't give look, a damn. You know? Look, it'd be like Sailor Moon. Like, Who's your main? My main is Sailor Venus, yo. Like, <laughs> I would hit you with that love, that love me chain. Watch. Bet. Exactly, Seriously. man. Like, like, cause we had Sailor Moon fighting games back in the day, and you know, mm-hmm. the Saturn, the Saturn PS era, but it was only in Japan. Bring that over here. Like, we're overdue for a new Dragon Ball game. We're, all, you know, Kakarot's doing well, but Bandai Namco, like, I love Bandai Namco because it kind of brought my love for RPGs back with like the Tales of series and a few other games they have going on. You know, mm-hmm. they they have them JRPGs that like aren't Final Fantasy and they're so good. But Bam, no Bamco, you know, they they've got something. I feel like they have something. Of course, with the games that are out for the companies that are out you know that you know they have out now they're going to show stuff they're going to promote their game that's out mm-hmm. you know go buy this like scarlet nexus they're going to promote that um i tales of arise that comes out in september i already got my pre-order down i'm actually going to probably do that one digitally that way at midnight i could just you know play on the ps5 and play whatever but um they got that ready you know what i'm saying they get they showed that at um the game fest but i feel like they're going to show more on that um what if they did a Tekken Seven, like a, a new Tekken Seven, like season or something? Ooh, yeah. Like if they 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 are not going to do Tekken Eight yet. They can't do Tekken Eight yet. They Tekken Seven just had the the last character come out like a couple months ago, right? So I don't think they'll do Tekken Eight. Same reason why Capcom wouldn't do Street Fighter Six yet because they still have that that last season that they got to go through. I feel like with those two games, Evo next year, like Evo. Evo will be a topic that I think we should talk about when it hits. You know what I'm saying? When to get to, you know, Evo and like the memories of Evo that you've seen or whatever. But, you know, because I think that next year we'll get the Tekken 8 and then we'll get the Street Fighter 6. But that won't happen this year. If you think it's going to happen this year, people, it ain't happening this year. I'm sorry. Yeah, because Tekken's kind of overdue right now. So rather yeah. it's going to be a Tekken 8 or rather the promise. The, 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 well, no, not the promise, but the, the project that it. That, that was spoken about whether if it's gonna be a Tekken versus Street Fighter because they they got the projectile mechanics done right with Tekken so we'll mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see you know but that's that's we'll 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 see what uh what, what Harada decides to do because that man's a troll talking about like Tekken Seven this was his last one no it isn't yeah, yeah, troll. <laughs> Harada is a, Harada's a big <laughs> troll but Harada will actually he's a troll but he's also the guy that will cuss you out on his own Twitter about some dumb shit like he's actually like. I'm sorry, a man that will have a shirt that says don't ask me for shit because mm-hmm. that was a meme for Sakurai. Sakurai had that meme when Smash Ultimate came out for like, I have all the characters. Don't mm-hmm. ask me for shit. Harada took that and was like, look, I'm about to market on your shit. So he <laughs> took that. Harada, like I tell people, like Harada is one of the like best like producers of gaming of all time. I love Harada. That means mm-hmm. I'm control. So I feel like with Tekken though, they're going to like, they put Akoma and the 2D fighter characters in 3D to see how they are 
so they can do games like that. So if they pull out Tekken versus Street Fighter this year, finally, mm-hmm. at E3, I, I just threw, like, something out, out, out in, the, in the wind. Like, look, <laughs> <laughs> bro, seriously, that's it. Like, you think about it. You would have Marvel's, let's say that another one does Marvel to DC, right? Then you have Tekken versus Street Fighter. Two crossover games that we have been wanting since we were fucking kids mm-hmm. happens. Boom. Gamers win. Gamers like gamers for that those genres and those comic book properties and things like that, they win. Mm-hmm. Like this can be the Evo of oh, not the Evos, but the E3s that get us talking for years to come. Like 2015's E3 was one of the best E3s of all time. Because you had the reveal of what? You know, the Final Fantasy remake. And then Shenmue 3, even though mm-hmm. Shenmue 3 kind of bombed. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they were big. Those are the ones we remember. This is an A3 after a pandemic. Companies know this, and they know what they need to show. Give us this. Make this the E3 that gets fans talking. And we'll definitely have to see, man. We'll have to see because they've... E3 didn't happen last year, so they have E3 has a lot to prove this year. But we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, it's like we said in our, in our you know on our chat whatever that like before our cons and stuff. Y'all had a whole year to wait for some stuff to happen. Y'all had a whole year for some time for some shit. Y'all got some stuff to happen. Make it happen. Yep. <laughs> a lot of time. There's no rushing or anything else. It's just it's time to go ahead and fire and all cylinders. All to cylinders. Get this shit. <laughs> right, right. You don't want us to show up and be like, "What you been doing for the last year and a half? What the hell? I got, y'all, y'all I been got chilling." Nothing, Y'all been, y'all been Netflix and chilling the whole year, the whole quarantine. Y'all just been binging shows or working on games. <laughs> I mean, so. some people couldn't because they couldn't work in the studios. But I know, like, a lot of teams ended up finding like Nintendo didn't stop, as you saw, like last year with like Smash characters coming out. You know, Sakurai was like, well, I'm working at home. I'd love to be in my studio getting stuff done, but I gotta work at home. But you know, he got bored. You know, like. A, a topic we could talk about one day, you know, eventually one day we'll end up getting to is like producers and game creators that we know and love, you know, because like they had to work from home. But I'm pretty sure without the distractions and stuff and like the emails, it makes it a little harder. I can understand that. But they had a, like, you had a year for some shit. So I have a feeling like the games that we've been anticipating from the companies that we have are going to come out. But they're going to like be shown at this year's E3. I'm not going to have my expectations high, but. I love to see my expectations shattered. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens this E3. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm I'm ready. I might be at work, but I'm pretty sure you guys will talk about it, you know, in our chats and stuff. But I'm ready for E3. I'm totally ready. Surprise me. Give me something. Word, word. And for all you listeners out there, let us know what you think about what's going to go on in E3 and what surprised you, what met your expectations, what exceeded your expectations. Like, comment, subscribe. And with that, we're out. Peace. Have a good one. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the reason why I stopped going to GameStop is because they keep insulting my intelligence. Like, I don't know anything and the internet doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, if you're going to continue to do that and stuff like that, because I used to go there 
And there was somebody that was passionate about game, uh, in games at PTC, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that corporate being corporate and good employees like that, they end up leaving or quitting because they started, they realized the corporation bullshit and stuff, you know? So it's like, I don't care if you don't like the game, you're going to have to sell it. It could be fucking Barbie's dream car. You have to sell it, you know? Like it's, <laughs> it's Vince McMahon as GameStop stuff like that. I don't give a damn. Sell it, you know? Yeah. So. so. <laughs> Buy buy the system. You need it. I'm Vince McMahon, or I don't I'm care. Vince GameStop. I don't they, care. They'll be like, hey, you know this this uh this customer. He's not a fan of Xbox. I don't give a damn. You sell that Xbox to that person who's not a fan of Xbox. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you sell. It's like I don't care if this person's not a fan of PlayStation. You sell this system that to the person that is not a fan of PlayStation, and you do your finest, or you're gonna lose hours. That's how it is at GameStop, and that's like you know what? If that's how you're gonna continue to treat your workers, because I mean, when I used to work for EB Games, it Same. was actually about being passionate and stuff like that. And two corporations start coming in, and they're like, "We need you to start selling everything, you know." Yeah. And you have to, you have to, you know, like correct your mannerism and everything else, stuff like that. And your your opinion does not matter. The bottom line matters, you know. Yeah. So if you don't like the 3DS, or if you didn't like the GameCube, or if you didn't like the Xbox, or if you didn't like the PlayStation Two, it didn't matter what the fuck you think. You're gonna sell it, you know. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm I'm talking to Daniel right now. I think he's trying to get on, but he's got to handle something else real quickly. So I'll give you an update on that. That's fine. Because like, that's why I like my like. This is trying to be talking, change talk with like restaurants. Like every restaurant, you know, you have to sell this particular item. You have to sell this item, you know, because we're featuring it and blah blah blah. We had the same menu for a long time, so. I tell my employees, you know, my trainees, when I train them, I said, tell what you like. Literally, you make more money by selling the things that you enjoy. Because if you enjoy it, the guests will see that you enjoy it. The guests will see that you're passionate about it. And they'll buy it from you. Like, I tell them, like, look, I sell the things I enjoy. Like, I love, like, the crab dip. I love the crab dip. I'll sell the crab dip. Or, you know, like, the shell shocker. It's got, like, Jan vodka, rum, blue curacao, melon liqueur, citrus sour sprite. I'll sell the fuck out of that. And I sell like 30 of them a night. And I make money because I'm selling something that I'm passionate about. And that's why I love being at my job instead of like at Chili's where you have to sell this margarita. You have to sell this. You get points for this, for this certain thing. You're a good employee because of this. No, I'm selling what I enjoy. That's how I make my money. That's always been my, my selling standpoint as a, as a, you know, as that kind of people. But I mean, it's that's cool that you actually like, you know, think of it that way, because like I never really heard anybody else sell like, you know, sell something with passion. My job is pretty much just straightforward. All I do is have sell supply and demand. You're tired. You want to bed easy. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, selling supply and demand has always been an easy job and upselling has always been easy because it, it does help with the business and it does help with my raise in the bottom line, you know, so. I've yeah. been a little bit corporate in the end, and that that um that practice alone carried with me as actually a business. Uh, you know, running my own business stuff like that is just I so I like you know the way I come off is straightforward in supply and demand. You know, if yeah. you need something done, I get it done. You know, no questions asked. Be just let's just get it done. You know, and I don't you know I try not to beat around the bush or anything else. If you need an answer about something. I don't beat around the bush or sugarcoat or I try to uh, give you nonsense that doesn't apply that you know that does. That doesn't have anything to do with the with the topic alone, you know. Yeah, like, that's so. I mean, yeah, I don't need you GameStop employees to be forcing down pre-orders on my fucking throat like I'm <laughs> starving for 
food here. Like, do you want to pre-order this? Do you want to pre-order that? Do you need mm-hmm. me to sign up for a game informer? Oh, you sure you don't want to pre-order this? Like, no, I don't need to pre-order this. Just give me the game. Like, mm-hmm. we have extended warranty. You sure? Like, I understand you got to sell stuff to me, but when you're asking two, three times in a row, and then you're trying to question me on my decision of saying, no, I don't need the warranty. Like, you know, like, I get it. You know, it's salesmanship. You got to ask. You got to put yourself out there. But when you're repeatedly doing it two, three, four times, like asking me the same question, it's mm-hmm. like, then it gets annoying. Then it's like, okay, you're you're trying to like guilt me or box me into your sale. And I don't like, I don't like forced sales. No one likes a forced sale. You know what I'm saying? Like that neediness, like people like to be sold on things where a seller doesn't seem like they're needy. Like I kind of like, I don't need you, but this is so appealing to me in the way that you presented it to me. And it's in a way that like, okay, I'm genuinely interested in what you're trying to sell. No one likes that needy salesman because it just comes off a weird way. And I'm, I'm sure it's not the employee's fault because they're getting hounded by corporate to get these numbers up and to get these stats up. And it takes away from the experience of going there to the point where you're like, well, I don't want to go to GameStop. I'll go to a local game store, like cool stuff or video game heaven. Cause they're not going to press on me for all these pre-orders and bullshit. Like you guys are make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, um, like Ryan was saying, like we, and like what I, I was saying, you know, we had these passionate people working at GameStop, like, for example, shout out to my friend Corey. Like literally, because when Amiibos first came out, I was like, I don't know about it. This man was like, he was passionate about the Amiibos, kind of, and what they could do. And I kind of got like hooked on them. But then also, an ex girlfriend got me too. So you know, we're not gonna talk about that. But anyway, but like Corey was like, look, you need to buy these because one, they could do this for this game. And it was when Smash was out. You know, Smash. You know, Smash Four was out. And he's like, do this. But he was so passionate about it, I ended up buying one, and then I became addicted. So, um, well, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's uh, sometimes hype sells itself, sometimes trend sells itself. You know, and sometimes I fall into it. I've actually got into the uh, the uh, the Disney whatever the fuck their versions of Amiibo Infinities, oh, Infinities, Infinities, yeah, and uh, and Amiibos. I I had to cut all of them cold turkey because it was just like it was just eating up a lot of money, and it was just. I think what burnt me out was having to wait in line for a fucking Meta Knight. So I was like, I, I'm not doing this shit. Like, why am I waiting in line for a fucking Meta Knight? I'm not doing this for a fucking little action figure and shit like that. I, anything else, I, I don't mind waiting in line for anything else bigger than a damn action figure, but damn. You know, because oh, I, uh, I, I've waited in line all, for Friday for the stuff and everything else. But no, nah, man, Amiibos, I'll cut the line. So now Amiibos, I don't use them for shit. They're nothing but Christmas decorations. You know, I actually bought little, little hooks and put them on a little Christmas tree. And that's what I do. There yeah, I go. literally have I have him like set up like right above my gaming chair in the living room. And like I said, wife doesn't compl- like wife doesn't complain about anything I buy. But she's like, but the reason is because one time when we first got together, I literally traveled to Chesapeake with her just to get a Bowser Jr. That's how serious it was. <laughs> <laughs> they all have Bowser Jr. So we went to the Chesapeake GameStop and actually found it and bought it. So she understood how big they were to me. They're not as big. But I've been collecting them since what 2014, so it's been mm-hmm. about seven years. So I'm not gonna stop <laughs> until they stop making Smash games. So I've got all of them except for one, which is Corn play like female like player two Corn. That's all mm-hmm. I need to complete the current set, and then the new DLC comes out, so I need to get those as well. Because I'm telling you right now, that Sephiroth amiibo is gonna be fucking like pre-ordered out the ass. I'm, I'm, I'm like, 
Oh yeah, no, yeah no. I know. I know. I definitely do want one, but I, I am missing Cloud and stuff like that. But I was like, you know what? Like, because well, all my amiibos are open, so I don't really care if I if I find them loose. They're going to be Christmas decorations. It's not like I'm sitting there and swiping them in on a switch or anything else to do anything special. It's like, yeah, you can't even really train them in anyway. So yeah. So um, on top of that, man, like um, I'm gonna tell you another reason why I stopped shopping at GameStop is because I had three encounters that that really really pissed me off as a customer you know which they insulted mm-hmm. my intelligence so i mean i'll make i'll give you guys the uh the, the, sh- the sh- short short end of the story but um yeah go ahead I'm man like, speak your speak man story time so, let's do it yeah yeah so when i bought the uh xbox one x you know mm-hmm. um i bought that around actually i think two years ago christmas time you know and i walked in there and uh no no i take that back the the first instance was that when I bought the switch, when I went to go buy the switch and stuff like that, and I walked in and um, I think this was also around holiday season stuff, you know? So I came in and I said, yeah, man, uh, you guys got any switches in stock? You know, I was like, yeah, uh, we do. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, let me go ahead and uh, get the, uh, the gray ones and stuff. That's a like, cool. So uh, how are you going to pay for it? I've never heard that damn question. <laughs> like when I walk in, I have the money, you know, I don't, if I have if I if I if I have any other excuses and stuff like that, I'll tell it. But you don't go out here and tell me like how I'm going to pay for it. Are you going to yeah? You know? that, that that that's kind of racial profiling right there. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking at that. I said, well, you think I'm some like a musty ass Smash players and shit like that that just can't afford a damn console outright and stuff? Like I mean, damn, you know. So I was like, I was really put off like that. I said, I'm gonna pay for it with my money I have in my wallet. You know, I looked at the dude strange. Yeah. like, I said, I'm gonna pay for it. You know. I said, I don't do no layaway. If I'm buying a console, I'm buying it outright. You know, no ifs, ands, or buts, you know? Yeah. So I was sitting there and I said, okay, cool, you know? And this motherfucker didn't even do his damn job. Like, I had to upsell myself, you know? So I sat there and said, so I was like, okay, so, uh, yeah, I do want the Switch, but he said, that's all? He said, that's it? You know, and he was like, he was swiping it in and everything else. Did not do his damn job. I said, so you're just going to swipe? You don't got no cases. You don't got no screen protectors or anything else. You know to sell? Oh yeah, yeah, we do. We do. It's up in that shelf right there. So I said, okay, so I'm gonna have to go out there and get it. <laughs> you know? Wow. So I said, yeah, no, no, no. Just go ahead and just uh, go get the switch. I'll walk over to Target and go get my own damn accessories since you want to help out. You know? So I walked yeah. over to Target, picked me up a case and picked me up a screen protector and stuff like that. And that was that with, with, with the switch. The Xbox One X, when I bought like um um uh, around holiday season of the year after the Switch, uh, I walked in there and stuff, and I saw that X uh, that um that the uh, uh the Xbox Series X was going no Xbox One X was going for um I think it was two ninety nine I remember that yeah, it was two ninety nine and I was like that was a good ass deal so I went over to GameStop and stuff like that and I said hey guys um. You guys got the Xbox One X for two ninety nine? I said, yeah, we do. You know, I said, cool, because I saw it in the ad. They you know these Xbox uh, Xbox One Xs are going for two ninety nine, brand new. This this effort here goes walking in the back, pulls out a refurbished Xbox One X. Oh and I, shit! And I'm oh. like, I said, okay, we 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 doing this right? We doing this again, right? And I'm like, I said, I said, man, what is that? And I said, oh, this is the Xbox One X. I said, you forgot. I'm probably talking about the brand new one. Like, I want a brand new one, you know? Like, I don't want no, I don't want nobody's coming vested controller Xbox One X. You know, I want a <laughs> brand new one, you know? 
I said yeah. the, the one with the deal and stuff like the, the, the two ninety nine. It's like okay, well, fine, you know. So she knew that she was losing a lot out on that profit that you know that pre order sale, uh, pre order sale of, of profiting. So I was like, I don't want that shit, you know. I came to you for a two ninety nine, you know. And uh, what is the issue that I had with her is is like, all right, well, we uh, she just bought out the uh, what was the the game that came with it. I think it was Rainbow Rainbow Six or something like that, Siege or something like that, whatever. I think so. I think so. And there, there was another model out there that had the Star Wars, um, the, the 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 Fallen Jedi or whatever, um, the last whatever, um, Fallen Order. Uh, Fallen Order. No, not Fallen Order. Um, the one that uh, EA came out with a single player one. That that's was Fallen. Yes, yeah, that's Fallen Order. Okay, well, yeah, I want, I, I wanted, I wanted that damn bundle. I wanted the Fallen Order, you know. But I was already frustrated. This is like, you know, just sell me that damn Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I asked about the controller. I said, "Aren't those controllers on deals too?" Because I want, you know, I don't buy just, just uh, when, I, when I buy a console, I buy accessories right then and there. I don't wait, you know. So I was like, you know, you guys got any Xbox One controllers? I, th- I think they were on sale too. And she just looked at me. He's like, "No, they're not on sale." I said, "Okay, this is what we're doing." Okay, I get you. You know what? I'll go to Target again and give me an Xbox One X controller on sale, you know? And that's what I had to do. So I was like, all right, that's strike two. I, and you guys heard, you guys heard about me going on, going to GameStop for a damn Xbox Series X, you know? Yeah, yeah. And everything else, it didn't fall through with them and stuff like that because they want to go and play the game. I said, remember I told you when they, they told me, I said, but the one, uh, the one next to the ABC store, the one that on Coliseum, has uh, has better sales. So the reason why they got the most, um, they have the more um, consoles to sell, like the Series X and Series S. Whereas mm-hmm. um, the one in PTC only had three and four. You know, I mean, no, it's like no, I think it was a, uh, yeah, yeah. They it, had like they had about four. They had about three or four of the consoles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, it's like I was like looking at the whole entire situation. I said, all right, guys, you you guys win. This is this is the games you want to play. This I I I expect to go shopping at GameStop, not be played with. You know, I'm not the damn game. You know, you know. So, so they made it call this shit. Stop with the games. I'm tired well, of it. Well, so, to be to be fair, I've talked to a few people that work at GameStops, like one in Yorktown because Yorktown does well, and then the one in yeah. Norfolk. A lot yeah. of them only did get four systems for both, unfortunately, because they're not producing as much as they should. So. Every GameStop had like four systems. I'll, I'm not gonna like you know, I'm not defending them or anything. But yeah. for every GameStop I talked to, like my friend went to Newmarket because the Newmarket when they were doing the um, the pre-orders and stuff, mm-hmm. and then they had to line out the door for the PS5s and the Xboxes. And then he even said like when he went, in, they only had four. And then my friend in Yorktown went up there to that one, and another friend was like they only had four or two. So if they're advertising, they have a bunch of systems, you know, to pre-order and stuff. But they only have a limb, like when I mean limited, it's like four. So basically, the first four people to come in and get it, they getting it. So yeah, well, I'm they line and sinker, man. They trying to use that bait, and then I you mean, think that we're like fish, so we're hook, line, and sinker. Like, well, they'll come in and grab it, and then they'll pre-order the next batch. Mm-hmm. Click bait, click bait, right? I mean, the thing is, is I could have walked home with an Xbox Series, just wasn't the X. It was going to be the S because the guy. Um, the one of the guy, the ticket holders was like, I didn't want the Series S anymore. So if uh, the next person in line could have got, you know, do you want mm-hmm. it? You know, and I was the next person in line. I was, the, I was, uh, I was the fifth out of the out of the four people that held the ticket and stuff. You know, and they looked at me. And it's like, you know, I said, Hey, did you want the S? I was like, No, I came here for the X. And you know, I was actually 
banking on one of these guys giving up the tickets just in case they were to buy the shit online, you know? Yeah. But they waited out and they ended up wasn't able to get to get uh, the shit online, so they ended up buying the X at the store. And I said, well, you know, I could have walked out with the S. Would have been great. I probably should have went that route because I could have sold it because I didn't want the S. I wanted the X, you know? But I wasn't thinking that way. I was just already frustrated with having to wait that long for a damn Xbox Series X, you know? Yeah. But I didn't, it really didn't matter because there was really nothing to be angry about, especially when I, uh, when, when I won the pre, uh, when I, when I got chosen to, uh, to pre-order the PS5. So I was like, I can't really be that angry. Like I got something that I wanted. The Series X is not what I want. It's just me just being a game collector. I'm like, I'm a gamer at the end of the day. I don't care about boxes, you know? So, um, yeah, that's what I did. I bought the switch light on Amazon because I didn't want to put up with <laughs> GameStop anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, how will you yeah. be paying for that? Dogecoin, Dogecoin, yeah, yeah. and a little, and a little bit of Ethereum. If if you accept that, sure. Yeah, man. I know I'm not gonna let any damn person come out there and profile me when it comes to buying something that, like, you know, that I know I can afford and stuff like. That. Just because I like, you know, I didn't look. I I wasn't coming in there and 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 a uh, and a blazer. And so fucking Steve Madden stuff like that, looking like I got money coming out of my pocket and stuff like that. I got to look like, you know, they th- they looked at me like a filthy Smash player. So it's like, how are you going to be paying for it? What the fuck? How am I going to be paying for it? <laughs> I mean, you're not, I was, I was going to make a joke, and then y'all would understand the reference. I said, I mean, Orion, you're not made out of spices. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, Shit. You, you're yeah. not a Smash player. You, you don't, you don't like spices. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Don't man, I'm all oh man, like I've <laughs> that's a that's a story for another day because I, <laughs> I found some day. new I found some new ass shit, but I ain't gonna <laughs> even talk about it. But um I think I reserved that for a new segment that I will be coming out with soon because uh, a lot of the things that I've been hearing about with the gaming community and the streaming community has came to surface or come to surface and I'm like, all right, well maybe I start to bring Orion offline to to the forefront because the shit i heard i didn't want to speak on these stories you know because you know i don't want to be like you know a couple of these youtubers like omni and stuff like that they, they do um gossip and all that stuff you know because mm-hmm. i didn't want that to be the representation representation of my brand that's not what i run online i, I didn't want Orion online to be mm-hmm. but that's like you know what the gossip gossip shit sells so that's all right i'll keep that or it's Orion offline so uh hey guys you listeners uh stay tuned to that <laughs> <laughs> Word, word, man, for sure, for sure. And I mean that that story you had about the second GameStop employee, she tried to play you like a sucker, man, because she thought that you were just some newbie gonna take the pre-owned console, not knowing that it's pre-owned. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. Yeah, she that's, that's poor, again. Poor ass because she played herself. Exactly. It is it's it's stop playing these games and stuff like that because I honestly don't know why to keep insulting my intelligence. Every time I walk into a GameStop, they seem to assault my intelligence like I don't know shit about games when I got a smartphone in my hand. While I'm walking past these games, so if I wanted to know about a particular game, I would sit there scan, like you know, just take a picture of it and look for it on Google. It's not that mm-hmm. damn hard. I don't need an employee's opinion, you know. And YouTube talks about games all the time. Yeah. So if I yes. need to know anything about a game, I mean that's how I buy a brand new game, like a game I don't, I'm not fam- familiar with. On because eShop before they, uh, before eShop, they didn't have those um the preview stuff, you know, and then mm-hmm. um. You will have to go in there and hope that they have a video. And there isn't a video, what you're going to have to do next? Go to YouTube yeah. and find out about it, you know? That's what I do. Yeah. 
Um, because I know um, there's one time, like I said, shout out to my boy Marcus. He worked at GameStop. Um, he um, because Becca wanted an Xbox series, uh, Xbox um, Xbox One, because um, her her former best friend ended up getting one, and um, she um wanted the Xbox, you know, S because it was smaller, it was lighter. So we went up there, and Marcus, he was like. You could get the Xbox Series S for that price, or, excuse me, he said, or you can buy this Xbox One that has more memory in it, has the, the it was the advanced, the Call of Duty Advanced Warfare one that mm-hmm. had like a terabyte in it, as yeah. opposed to the series, the, the S that had like a 500 gig. Mm-hmm. He said, you can spend that same money, get that, and have money for a game. And probably possibly, you know, a little bit for a controller for this. For the same price you're paying. And I was like, we'll do that. Because that man knew how to, like, he sold me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why would you get something new where I have something that works, that is pre-owned, has more memory for you, and you get an extra, like, extra shit that goes with it? You know what I'm saying? Why not? You yeah. know? Like, that that's a salesman right there for you. Like, why are you going to do that? Spend money on this because you're getting more things out of this. Therefore, I sold. He's thinking like people think like you buy one product and that's it. This man's like, look, I sold a system, I sold a game, and I sold an extra controller for the price you're about to pay for one of mm-hmm. these. I sold three products to you. That's three things on my sales, not just one. Yeah, he's calculative. You know, like, yeah. that, that, that's a good point. Uh, that's a good, you know, mm-hmm. good point of the salesman is you know when you be able to sit there and say, all right, I, I was able to make sure that this person walked out the door with this, this, and this, and this. You know, whereas. My situation when I went to go buy the Switch, they looked at me like some damn broke loser and stuff like that. They couldn't afford a uh, uh, quarter afford a system outright or mm-hmm. buy accessories along with it. Like, you know, I'm one of those people that sit here. It's like, oh, I can only buy the accessories and I have to wait till the next payday for other stuff. That ain't me. I got the money. I can go ahead and get accessories and a game, you know? And yeah. I bought, like, I, and because I didn't want to deal with GameStop, I think. I think that that right there, when it came to new gen, when I thought about new gen, was I was thinking about like going dig, uh, going physical too. Mm-hmm. I bought all my games. I'm not. I don't have any physical games for the Switch. And my uh, my Switch collection right now is I think I'm up to like uh, 75 games. And I'm not talking about the bullshit ass one dollar games you see at the eShop. I'm talking <laughs> about some real games, you know. You know. Oh shit, man! Dollar yeah. dollar bill, y'all. Like, I, yeah. hey, those sales be tempting. Dude, I'd be buying some dollar bullshit games. Some of them I'd be enjoying, but so, yeah, some of the dollar you, games do be dope, though. Yeah, yeah, but bro, you ain't fucking around, man. You getting those, you know, thirty, forty, twenty dollar plus games, dude? Yeah, yeah. I'd be gone, and when it, when the sale goes on, I was like, you know, well, let me get that damn Ace Attorney. Let me get that Street Fighter Anniversary. Let me get that Mega Man Collection. Let me get them all. Mm-hmm. Somebody like, like, I'm not playing yep. around, like. And all this stuff I could have bought physically, but I said just because of how GameStop is right now, I don't want to do nothing. I bought I my the toughest decision I had when I first got the Switch was do I buy Mario Odyssey physically or do I buy it digitally and stuff like that? And I said, I want nothing to do with GameStop. I want nothing to do with stores. Bought it digitally, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like this like <laughs> when Mario, problem. Like when they had the sale like a like, few years ago for like March 10th, the Mario mm-hmm. sale. Mm-hmm. I bought almost all the Mario games on digital. I was like, no, like I can't pay it 40 bucks because you don't have it in the store because that's when, like, the Switch kind of first came out and all the games. You couldn't find any pre-owned games for the Switch, so I had to mm-hmm. transfer it by digitally. And it got to the point where, like, I bought the thing at, like, 5 o'clock of that night, 
and I had to wait at 11 o'clock on Sunday on Best Buy for the code, only because they were having an influx of these things, because that was, that was huge, because you had Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, uh, Mario U Deluxe, and a whole bunch of Mario games on sale for 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll put like five of them games. <laughs> there's, yeah, only, right. there's, there's only a few games I have digitally, only because I want to play a date like, like at midnight. I didn't want to wait for GameStop, so I understand your frustration with the whole don't you know wait till GameStop, you know, because Oh, was, you, you guys remember? I'm sorry to cut you off, but you guys remember Smash uh, when Smash came out? Bro. <laughs> I was, I, my, my shit was already downloaded, and, I, and I'd be, I got every character day one <laughs> at midnight at work while everybody else was picking the shit up in the morning. Oh, this shit, dude. I remember that moment because I <laughs> Smash came out. I had to go to work. I worked in the armory and mining for a space. I brought my Switch because I'm like, oh, shit, Smash is out. I had it preloaded already, right, on my Switch. The Soon as twelve o'clock hit, boom! I was in that bitch. Like I never really pre-ordered, bought a game digitally online before. I'm always a physical copy guy. So I had a coworker, my a good friend of mine, Koss. He pre-ordered it like on Amazon or some shit like that, right? To get the physical copy. And we were playing it on my Switch. Come to turn to find out that he had to wait. Like the next day, it was like it was supposed to come in. It didn't come in. And then the next day I was supposed to come in. It didn't come in. Mm. So he's like, well, fuck. You know, he pre-ordered it. We're playing it on my Switch, and he doesn't have his copy yet. So what he did, he eventually, I think he bought it digitally anyway, and then the physical copy came in, and then he sold it or gave it to a friend of ours uh, in the end. So I remember having that straight-up advantage of just, here it is, boom. And then yeah. while waiting for the physical copy, he had to wait Two, three, four days, I think, before it came in because of the whole turmoil of production costs or whatever. Or they didn't distribute enough copies or some shit like that. I remember yeah. that shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. About <laughs> hearing stories like that I, makes me like worry about pre ordering things on Amazon that are game related. Like it was like, you know, because you know how I build model kits and stuff. Like that's usually different. But like pre ordering like a system or something on Amazon, I'm kind of like, uh, well, I don't think I'm going to do that. So no, because I my my own, a friend of mine he's got stories about him ordering stuff on Amazon and he shipped it out to like a week later after you know they got it. So and that was like during COVID because everything was messed up during COVID. You know mm-hmm. the whole you know U.S. postal system and that chaos. But nah, uh, uh-uh, I can't. I if the game's on sale, I will buy it digitally. But if it helps with a physical copy, and I want a physical copy. I'll get a physical copy. But if a game is on sale, that's a quick digital. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Those those digital sales. Let's be honest here. Those digital sales are literally like Black Friday sales. It's like mm-hmm. having Black Fridays brought Black Friday sales every month, essentially, with a new variety of games for sale. Yeah. They don't even need Black Friday anymore. It's like, what the fuck do I care if it's seventy percent off physically? I got it 70% off digitally a year ago. I'm like a hair, I'm a year ahead of you in that regards. And with the whole pre-order business and the whole GameStop business, back in the day, right? If you wanted Marvel versus Capcom 2, right, on PS2, there's a good chance Walmart wasn't gonna carry it. There's a good chance Best Buy wasn't carrying it. I got mine luckily, I got the last copy I remember distinctively at Circuit City. Rest in peace, Circuit City. Um, <laughs> I remember I got my copy of Circuit City, but the point of GameStop pre-ordering was that, hey, some of these games 
are not going to be available for the masses. If you didn't pre-order Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, or Vice City, then guess what? On day one, you might have been fucked because they didn't make enough copies of that for worldwide for you to enjoy it, right? Just I walk remember the that. Store. I remember right? that. Yeah, that. man. Those days are gone because they mass-produced so many copies of these games. Not only that, but they release it digitally that the odds are there's a 99% chance that you can go out and buy any game that you want for the most part day one at either a military exchange walmart sam's club target whatever costco. More than like, huh i said costco costco they're gonna carry it more than likely they're gonna carry it so now gamestop was the one spot to got to get those kind of like oh shit this is like a limited release uh japanese game right like uh produced by atlas or maybe Square Enix or Namcai Bando, whatever, right? There was like, okay, the odds are this game is not going to be shown in Walmart, right? But it's going to be at GameStop. Now with the invention of, of like, you know, digital releases and also buying games online, you could get it shipped to your house. That feeling of like, I have to pre-order at GameStop because it's the only way for me to get it. That feeling is gone. There is no longer need because just mass production and digital releases. There's no an internet sales. There's no need to feel like, I could only get this game day one at GameStop. That, and I think they lost that edge when it came to those, if you were really a hardcore gamer in Walmart and Best Buy and Blockbuster was not carrying your favorite titles or the titles that you wanted that were limited release, GameStop had your back because they had it, and that's no longer the case. Yep, digital games have changed everything because, like, I still pre-order GameStops when it comes to, like, big, big things like controllers and stuff that you can't find anywhere because, you know, it's an accessory. And I'm an accessory collector. I collect controllers. I collect, like, skins, you know, things like that. But hardware and stuff, I'll pre-order at GameStop for sure. Certain games, I'll pre-order at GameStop for sure. But I'll do digital ones as well. Like, I have at least... 270 something games on my playstation like library for the ps4 or 5 included like combined i think 300 i think Damn. Most, yeah yeah mostly that's all digital like i have let's see i think 10 physical games for the ps4 and like the new ones are ps5 um only because i had to trade in stuff and get credit and you know it was it was beneficial for me i didn't have to pay for anything to get these games i just traded them in but um I think that's like a benefit for GameStop. You get some old games traded, man. You have to pay less. That's whatever, because you really you can still trade in stuff to old game places too. Like um, like you said, video game heaven, cool stuff, old school, etc. But I guess like like we we're talking about earlier, WWE it's supposed to be like the big place where everybody goes. It's like GameStop is like the WWE of the gaming community of the gaming market. Everybody goes to GameStop because oh, it's shit. GameStop. Yeah, literally. Like, if you think about it, GameStop is the WWE of game of game com game consum um you know the game consumer because right, right. they have everything there. Like, you can pre-order something; they could have it. You could go there; you can get accessories and things like that that nobody else has because GameStop has some certain accessories you aren't gonna find anywhere else. You know, you can find like special certain DLC that GameStop has that this co- this place won't have or this place won't have. Or that place won't have because you gotta buy it online digitally. You gotta buy this online digitally. Like Best Buy will have something that GameStop won't have, and then Amazon will have something that Best Buy won't have that GameStop will have. But GameStop has like the best one. It's like they compete to get the best DLC for these things. 
And yeah, like, I remember it used to be like that. I, you, we haven't seen anything like that lately, man. There hasn't been any store competitions. Like now, I think you know, now you got like Sony and Xbox are trying to get those you know, DLC exclusives now, which is mm-hmm. I'm fine with that now, you know, because I don't buy physical games anymore. Like I have not bought a like to to match up with you about the uh, your my your, your Sony library. My Sony library go dates back from the PS3 because I started buying digitally for the PS3 and same. Like I, I can't count my I can't count my digital library on the PS3. Like I I try like because on the PS5 there's a feature where you can actually like count your transaction sales. I lost count after a thousand. I was like, you know, I can't do this anymore because I had to subtract what I like added to it. And then subtract. Yeah, like I spent like I'm pretty sure Ryan and I have probably spent about maybe like over ten thousand dollars on the consoles from like when we got our ps3s to now yep <laughs> yeah like a lot of gaming man i'm gaming like i still have my ps3 like i don't have all the games on it because you know I, it reset it unfortunately because of um i haven't used it in a while and it updated and the update kind of crashed so i had to um change it but um but a PS3 library is is insane. A <laughs> PS3 library is insane. Like Orion and I, we have spent a lot of money on these digital games because they they had the better sales than GameStop did. Then you did. also and you had like you could change your hard drive out on the system and then you can add more you know more space. Like I love the SD card format now on like the Switch because like I have two Switches. Mm-hmm. One is homebrewed. I don't know the legal alleys with that, and the other one is my legal one that I can use, play Pokemon with online. But the homebrewed one has a 400 gigabyte card. I could have bought a 512 at Best Buy for like $110, but I was just being cheap. They had the 400 one for like 100. <laughs> I spent <laughs> actually $10 to get a bigger card, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna do that. But um, and that has like 50 games on that, on that homebrewed one, as opposed to my real one because it's homebrewed. I'm not playing anybody online, you know, whatever. And that's a lot of games right there. And plus, my digital one, I've got like maybe. 12 or 15 digital games on the switch like we really don't need gamestop anymore but like as i said it's like the wwe of gaming people will go to it no matter what yeah that's i mean branding. that's good branding i mean that's yeah. just what's left over branding that they established throughout the years mm-hmm. oh, hello. yeah because uh you know i got 512 gigabytes on each each of my switches you know and they basically replicate each other one was supposed to be for traveling one stays on the dock it doesn't go out anywhere you know yeah and i have that hardwired so you know if you guys play me and stuff like that there's no excuse i don't play i don't play wi-fi none of my consoles are on wi-fi all of them are hard hard, um, hard plugged hell yeah hard, hardwired and stuff so uh but uh, with GameStop and all of that, like I have, like I, like I said, there just just wasn't anything else. Even there was a Mega Man Buster that I could have bought from GameStop that was that was cheaper than what was on online stuff like that. And I decided, you know what, really didn't need it and stuff. Like I got all the Mega Man Mega Man stuff that I need, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, no nah, man, there's really hasn't been any exclusive stuff that I wanted out of there because like lately, um, I'm I'm been a controller collector myself, you know. But I've there's some things that I've actually buy from the manufacturer itself, like retro, uh, retro bit, hyperkin, uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They've go, they've always got exclusive stuff that I know GameStop does not carry. And I like the nostalgia fact. And the fact that Nintendo, I'm going to tell you why I like the switch. The switch is probably my favorite console right now, uh, from the Nintendo, not in general, but from Nintendo is because, Nintendo came out with the new uh with the with the Super NES controller and the NES controller, but you had to be a Nintendo online membership to get that. I bought two Super NES from American 
and Japanese, and there's two of the NES, one from America and from Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. And like those are those are my proud. They don't know, like no, um, the the one from Japan's the stuff that I ordered from Japan, my proudest possessions and stuff like that. So this came from Japan. So if you if you guys uh, have a Japanese store from um from Switch, and you guys are download the online market stuff like that, and um, you know they have the uh the um their the the Japanese NES controller stuff like that. I have those, <laughs> you know, because I ordered that like from nice. from online, you know, just because it's like you know I I love. I love that the fact of the matter is too is not only that I have the Super NES and the NES controllers, but I also have the Sega controllers. And, you know, and I talked to Dion about this. I have the 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 um the six button Sega controllers and the six button Saturn controllers. You know. Okay. Yeah. So like that's how I get in my get in on my retro gaming. And the fact of the matter is is also is you know now I'm now I'm getting into the PC world. Now I'm like <laughs> I transition to PC to a PC head. They work with the PC. No bullshit. It just it just works. Plug plug and play, you know. And I'm like, you know what? This this right here is another level of gaming, and my Steam library is steadily growing, you know, along with mm-hmm. my PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, you know. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not just a game collector, but I just want I just want to be able to have freedom, free range of where I want to go. Because with your Steam library, if you got a if you got a desktop and you got a gaming laptop, you could take those games with you on your gaming laptop, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. And I'll just continue the point that I uh, made earlier about we don't need GameStop for those access to certain games. We have websites like Limited Run Games, where right. I bought Streets of Rage Four, and I bought in Scott Pilgrim. These are games that were released digitally on the stores that are not available at Best Buy, Walmart, or any place. But mm-hmm. the website itself is selling physical copies of these digital only games. Big so again. So again, there that's another edge where back in the day, yeah, GameStop was the sole exclusive place to buy these kind of games where they're not even that it's not like you can get Streets of Rage 4 only at GameStop or you know what I'm saying, or certain games, physical copies, physical versions only at GameStop. We have other sources to get these things done. So I ended up actually double buying Streets of Rage. I ended up double buying Scott Pilgrim. I got Streets of Rage uh in the case unopened and also scott pilgrim just in case in the future you know like hey if the servers go down you can't download these games anymore i got the physical copy we could i can at least play it i'm i'm trying to keep my switch collection physical but the digital sales are so good yeah and the, mm-hmm. you know and the, the convenience and the accessibility just download it and go is so great that i ended up double buying a couple <laughs> a couple games yeah. but yeah it's just that they're not the only ones on the block anymore and others are doing it and functioning and 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 covering different criterias that GameStop was once the sole exclusive person for, and that's just no longer the case. Brick and mortar stores are struggling, and we have games that are going digital, and you're losing exclusivity to certain products, and you're losing accessibility and conveniency to other things, and your employees are bugging your customers. And the customers are smart enough. Gamers are smart enough to know, hey, I can go to Amazon and buy this for cheaper. Hey, I can go to Target and get this for cheaper. Hey, I can go to limited run games if I want a physical copy and get this or go to a local game shop. Like, gamers are smart. They're not going to just nilly-willy spend their money and just have the branding just force them to go to the, your store and just buy everything, even though they get treated as crap. They're not. They're, they're resourceful. Or they're going to complain about it. So... 
But GameStop, man, I don't know what they can do to turn it around. I don't know what kind of... I know they include action figures. We talked about this before. They try to change the culture or whatever, but there is some... They, they got some... There is some trouble. They're like WWE. They were on top. Now, yep. they're on a downscale. They're on a downtrend. And sure, they're still the number one gaming store of the world, but who's going you know what i'm saying well your average consumer is leaving your average consumer is looking at other places you know people have checked out so you're still number one but you're still number you're number one in a in a diminishing uh i guess dying breed dying yeah dying breed and a growing industry the end it's not like gaming is dying and therefore gamestop is dying no gaming is getting bigger gaming is becoming more accessible Gaming is growing to numbers that we've never seen before in history. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Where mobile, tournament play, professional, e-leagues, esports, casual, whatever. Gaming is growing, but the store, the number one store of gaming is actually shrinking. That tells you something. It's not reflective on the industry. It's not reflective of the industry. It's reflective of the company that holds that store. And that's GameStop. Yeah, and, like, we have been saying that because, like, they switch out, what, CEOs every, like, two or three months, it seems like, almost. Just and they recently. always change. Huh? <laughs> just <laughs> recently. Yeah, just recently. Like, they switch CEOs. That doesn't tell you good things about your company if you keep on having a new, like, department head for everything. Like, that doesn't show faith in your company and like the stocks keep on dropping and then you know like remember when i remember when the reggie Re- reggie fizeme was supposed to be like the head of gamestop he's gonna save gamestop nope that didn't happen <laughs> you know and they had this new guy you know gamestop kept on changing heads like i have a feeling that gamestop's gonna get bought by somebody and it needs to get bought by somebody soon who that is that's a topic for another day but like gamestop has a hold on people like like i said i go to gamestop too sometimes you know because i have some things that i can't find anywhere else because you know some games i need physical there's some games i have to have physical that are like that give me more memories i'll buy those physically but i will not you know i can do it digitally too but you know they have they have that power like games well, have power well here, here's this thing because with the digital the digital market i'm guilty of because I want, you know, I'm all about game preservation. Game preservation. Mm-hmm. I got Scott Pilgrim for all four: Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. Well, not Steam. Uh, uh Epic Games. Okay. Because <laughs> I wanted to save it. Same thing with Streets of Rage. Got it for Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. You know. Yeah. So I'm all about that, you know, because like you know, those are the games that brought me memories and stuff like that. But. The thing that the, the, the changing fact of why I would go physical because the stuff that do like you guys will you guys are obviously going to know you know which is the Mario 3D All Stars. Yeah, you have to have that because that's that's a time that's a time exclusive. As Dion mentioned, having those limited run games, those are also time exclusives. You know. Yeah. Um, I will go physical when play uh, when when Final Fantasy VII uh, remake is com- fully complete. I will buy the Master Edition, like Master Collection Edition. Mobile shit, easy. That's, that's an easy buy, you know. When it's fully done, I will buy that, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, um, I I have re- also have reason to believe that the reason why you'll see GameStop still continue to uh, to stay or to survive is yes, they're going to lose us gamers, but you're also going to have your casuals, such as the mom and the dads that don't know shit about tech, you know. Yeah. So they're going to go to GameStop and they're going to be spending their money to go over there to go buy that stuff, you know. 
but as 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 the gaming culture involves stuff like that, we all get more educated and we all get, we all understand what why, why certain companies do this and why certain companies do that and why is this put into place, you know? Yeah. So if we're going, your GameStop is going to go that direction because they're losing already the core games. They're going to be lose. They're going to try to keep on selling it and push it to the casual market. But um, I think the only reason why I feel like that GameStop is still going to be around is like you might like you like you just said, it's going to have to be in a buyout. I only I honestly believe that I think GameStop needs to be a fucking Amazon, like you know, like um, like Amazon owns GameStop. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it just needs to do it. Yeah, Amazon just needs to be that. It needs, it needs to be another station, stuff like that. Just like how um, Amazon's got these little boxes at uh, at Seven Eleven and at a uh, um, at Ross. Like, like for you. Stuff, yeah, yeah, to put that shit in there, stuff like that. I think that's what GameStop needs to be. I think they need to be a locker area, and they need to be like a uh, if you want to trade, if you want to uh, do trading and stuff like that, because Amazon does pre-order stuff too, you know. So it needs to be an. Uh, I think GameStop needs to be an Amazon headquarters, like. For a for digital content, yeah, for gaming for, and whatnot, yeah, I mean, and all that stuff like that, it needs to be Amazon headquarters for it. I mean, I can see GameStop doing all that stuff. Like, I can see GameStop getting bought out by somebody big, um, because they needed the money and then they're hurting. And like you mm-hmm. said, the consumers that go to GameStop will be the ones that you know, um, you know, the parents and stuff that don't know anything about gaming and stuff. And then there's some people that still go, um. I usually go to buy stuff for myself, and then I go to get stuff for people because there's some people that don't do digital. You know, mm-hmm. like my brother-in-law, he doesn't do digital gaming, but he's a big Zelda collector. So if I see something that's Zelda that's cheap or whatever, I'll get it for him, you know? You know, I mean, he's got three kids. He's got no time to play, you know, games like that as much, you know? But I still will – I'll get him something from GameStop because he's a collector too. Like he has cases from his GameCube games since he got them back in like 2000. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So – and he also has like the same controllers he had since he was like a teenager, and you know what I'm saying. So he still holds on to these things, and I like to give him those from GameStop to you know for memories. Like you know, my brother-in-law got me this for Christmas, and he could tell his kids, you know, when they're older, where'd you get that cool game, Dad? You know, your uncle Petey gave it to me for you know for a Christmas present or my birthday present or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I, I think all of us, even though we'll say that we don't go to GameStop, we'll go to GameStop for the usual things sometimes, just to see what they've gotten, to see the surprises and things that they've got. But, you know, I might have to go straight digital. Only time I resign, don't go digital, because, you know, I'm a server, so I have to have mm-hmm. cash on hand. If I don't have cash on hand on me, I can always, like, put money down on a game and then pay it off later. Mm-hmm. I guess the whole layaway feel is another reason why people go to GameStop as well. Like, you know, if you put money down on a game, you're guaranteed to have it, and then you can put money as much as you want until the game comes out. It kind of it's like it's like a a, a safety blanket, so to speak. I mean, where uh, sorry, it was like whereas like there's people like you know like me as well. Whenever I have my money ready, I can just pay it off right now, and then when it comes, you know, I can it pulls out of my account. But like I said, I, me being a server, I might not have the money right then and there. So if it pulls out of my account, I'm in the negative. Um. You know, that sucks for me, but the whole safety blanket of pre-ordering your game at GameStop is probably why a lot of people go to them, because you put a little money down, you got the game. You know, they're not going to sell it until, like, two days after you don't you didn't pay for it, mm-hmm. and that hold is gone. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. that's, like I said, another reason why people go to GameStop, mostly because of that. I can understand from that standpoint, you know, but, yeah. um... Like I said, there's also other benefits because um, I, if I need anything, because since I don't buy 
uh, physical games anymore. I buy them all digital stuff like that. So it is what it is stuff like that. I buy it outright from there, you know, or if I catch a sale. Like, I know that Ratchet and Clank came out, and I know that Guilty Gear Strive came out. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a rush for those games simply because it's like you know, like I have, I have my my uh, my backlog is so crazy. I I I don't have time to sit here and buy those games. I just bought Final Fantasy. 